93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it is Friday, October 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Five people were injured in what appears to be a drive-by shooting in Queen Village on Thursday night, according to Philadelphia police. Authorities said real-time crime cameras recorded a car pulling up at 5th and Carpenter Streets at about 11.55 p.m. The driver and a passenger exited the vehicle and opened fire into a courtyard. Some of the victims reported uh, reportedly returned fire. At least 17 shell casings were found at the scene. Police said five victims suffered various leg and arm injuries. They were able to tell authorities at the hospital uh, that they were outside playing dice when the gunfire began. The victims range in age from 19 to 57 years old. Police are searching for an older model, dark-colored car that fled the scene. A middle school teacher in Drexel Hill was placed on administrative leave in the wake of a racially charged altercation involving a parent in the school parking lot on Thursday. (laughs) The teacher said the incident followed a minor car accident in the parking lot at Drexel Hill Middle School as they were dropping off their child. The teacher came out from behind the truck several times making racial and other derogatory remarks to the parent. The school says the teacher has been placed on administrative leave pending further investigation. The parent uh, commends the district on how they are handling everything adding that one teacher does not represent the entire school. Tip Top Poultry is expanding a recall for some of its ready-to-eat poultry products that may be uh, contaminated with listeria. The U.S. Well, then it's not Tip Top. <laughs> it's right. not Tip yeah. Top. You are right. The U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, says that the frozen, uh, cooked, diced, or shredded products were made between January 21st and September 24th uh, and fall under the Class 1 recall. A Class 1 is described as a health hazard situation where there is reasonable probability that the use of the product will cause serious adverse health consequences or death. I want to clarify that I've started a major investigation <laughs> into the origins of the chicken and will pursue every avenue available. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Simmons. The dates and the scope of the recall were expanded to be cautious. The recalled uh, chicken products were sold in dozens of stores throughout the Delaware Valley, including Aldi, Giant, Weiss Market, Redner's, Food Lion, and more. Uh, some specialty markets also included on the list, such as McCaffrey's Market and Jersey Mike's. Tip Top notified the Food Safety and Inspection Service that several Sample samples of the product confirmed uh, positive for listeria after they were tested in Canada. I propose a new supermarket chain called Go For It, where they take this kind of food and just sell it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, because go for, go, for go for it. <laughs> Very discounted. Also, right? also called feeling lucky. Right. Because yeah. yeah. remember they came out with a generic brand. Right. Yeah. This week at Go For It, <laughs> you know, listeria chicken. You know there would be people that would shop there and be sure. like, it's fine. Yeah. Like Nick, you could trim the uh, the moldy part off the bread. You know. Yeah. I'm thinking about all that free dog food on the road in <laughs> Jersey right now. Don't let that go to waste. Without watering. Uh, more about the recall can be found on the USDA website. In sports this morning. The last of the divisional round games was last night as the Astros beat the Tampa Bay Rays in Houston 6-1. to 
The Astros will now face off against the Yankees in the ALCS, and Game 1 is tomorrow night in Houston. The National League Championship Series begins tonight as the St. Louis Cardinals host the Washington Nationals. The first pitch is scheduled for just after 8 o'clock. The Phillies fired Gabe Kapler yesterday, 11 days after his second season ended. He posted a 161-163 record. The Phillies will hold a press conference later today to address the firing of their manager and what's next for the team. In Thursday night football, the Patriots beat the New York Giants 35-14 last night in New England. Uh, Tom Brady had two touchdown runs and moved ahead of Peyton Manning for second place in the NFL's all-time passing yards. The Patriots also returned a block punt for a touchdown and forced four turn- turnovers, including a fumble return for a score to move to 6-0 and for the first time since 2015. The Eagles are on the road this weekend with the game in Minnesota against the Vikings and kickoff is Sunday uh, set for 1 o'clock. And fresh off the 4-0 shutout of the New Jersey Devils on Wednesday night, the Flyers begin a three-game road trip through Western Canada tomorrow night with a game in Vancouver against the Canucks. The puck drops at 10 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We have arrived at the end of the work week. That's wonderful. Now, today, today is the last day for Money Shark. So just want to make sure that you are aware and that you take ample uh, advantage of yes. these opportunities today. So there's going to be five chances. Try to get in on all five of them and see if you can win that $1,000, maybe even a $10,000 grand prize. That's right. We, you know, that's that's another aspect to it. So if you've, if you've participated, uh, you could be in the running for that as well. Yeah, so we will begin at 8, and then Pierre has it again at 11 and 1, and then Jackson will uh, get to it again at 4 and 6, I believe. A so. ton of money given away. Yeah. It, it is so awesome. Yeah, so uh, please participate. Uh, as far as guests go today, uh, we love it when he comes by. Michael Ian Black will be here. Yes. going to be at Helium comedy club tonight and saturday so uh michael's gonna stop in in the eight o'clock hour he's great uh and we also have some movie screening passes we'll do that zombie land double tap is coming up that's next week we'll have a chance to win those we have a meet need today uh our friends from uh dilworth park are coming in, uh to celebrate oktoberfest and they are i've, I've taken a look at the menu we're loaded with sausage today. Yeah. <laughs> Beef sausage, pork sausage, chicken and apple sausage. Where are the sausages? They're going to be here. So. Sausages. You said you'd bring me sausages. So I don't see no sausages. They're gonna be- I want sausages. <laughs> sausages are good. Sausages are good. And they'll we also- are all sausages. I want sausages. I want So, yeah, okay. All right. All right. So we'll have sausages. And uh, they'll be in uh, with some giveaways to say today. So we'll have your for sausages? For, for plenty oh, right. of sausages. Where are the sausages? They're going to be... <laughs> there will be sausages in our green room aplenty. This Excellent. Morning. All right. So these things and more are taking place. Whatever we have left as far as giveaways go, we will make sure we have your chance to win those things. So let's take a break and come back and do the entertainment reports and stupid questions. Start our giveaways there. Oh, and a trip to Los Angeles. We're giving that away, too, for the Letter of the Day Word of the Week prize at the end of the program. That's for the premiere screening of Terminator Dark Fate coming up on the 28th. So get ready for that, too. We'll be back in just a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's ask a stupid question and give away a prize. And we have a pair of tickets to see Rent on Friday, October 18th, so a week from today, at the Miriam Theater. The question this morning is, what US, who was the first U.S. president to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize after leaving office? Huh. 215-263-WMMR. The first... John Stamos. No, it was not <laughs> John Stamos, but... There is a U.S. president who was the first to be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize <laughs> after leaving the office. Who was that? 215-263-WMMR. Do you know? Let's find out. We have some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Friday, October 11th. Joan Cusack has her birthday. I love today. Joan Cusack. Yeah, she's pretty We good. interviewed her a couple of times, and uh, she was uh, always uh, up. It's funny. She's the opposite of her brother when yeah. interviewed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But she's been in so many good movies. I recently, uh, School of Rock was on, and I'm, I'm a sucker for that She's movie. great. Toy Story. Yeah. yeah. Is she the principal? She is. Okay. She's the principal of Stevie Nicks. Yep, yep. And in Toy Story, she's Jessie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. She's great in that. But uh, she, if, if you go back, she's had a, uh, a couple of roles her and her brother were in together when they were just like teenagers yeah. in uh, 16 Candles. She's the girl with the, the neck brace. The, yes. Can't on. drink out of the water fountain. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and he was one of the, the real geeky, nerdy guys. Right, right. Uh, John Cusack was. And uh, they've popped up in movies together from time to time. In fact, they were in um, Say Anything together. They were, yeah. They, they lived in the same apartment. They were brother-sister in that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, yep. he, he shacked up with her. Yep. Uh, oh. So he, he, she is 57 today. Uh, Steve Young, former quarterback, is celebrating his 58th birthday today. Direct descendant of uh, Brigham Young, right? Really? Yeah, his great-great-grandfather, I think, was Brigham Young. Really? Yeah. Okay. That probably opened up a lot of doors in the NFL for him. I'm pretty sure he's a BYU grad. Uh, so is he devoutly Mormon? or I don't know if he still know? is, but uh, um, that's how he was raised. So, wow. Yeah. That means, in, uh, circuitously, he's related to Vaisikahema. Uh, yes. So, yeah, I would imagine, yes, so... A uh, couple of locals, speaking of Vi, a couple of local birthdays today. Uh, David Morse oh. celebrates his birthday today. Our co-star. Great yeah. actor, co-star. Yes, that's right. In yeah, the movie, we... The Mechanic. Or Mechanic. Yeah. Uh, he used but... to go to my gym. He did, yeah. yeah. He doesn't go anymore? No, no. Uh, I didn't know that. He's a very, he likes to keep to himself. I know people who uh, belong to the same country club that he does. Yeah. And, and he just likes to, and, and not that he's, he's standoffish, but he just, he's a solid, solitude kind of guy. At least at the gym, when I used right. to see him there, he was like in his own, doing his own thing in his yeah. own world. And just, not that he wasn't approachable, but you just kind of knew, don't approach him. Well, yeah. listen, he was he was there to do something. He put down his mat, got his goat, and went to town. Yeah. Hey, we have the, the clip of uh, us working together with yeah, yeah, yeah. If, uh, if you want to hear Please. this. Mostly sunny today with a slight chance of passing evening showers, high 82. We are comfortable tonight with 58. Tomorrow morning we'll have some clouds. Otherwise, breezy and nice high with about What a weather report. Unbelievable. Wow. 6.30 a.m. Let's get a look at the traffic, Steve. What's happening? It's a little bit of a nightmare around Philadelphia. You're doing traffic? Oh, yeah. Steve did. Well, they knew, they knew it, it, it was my the role I was born to play. Road construction slowing things up wow. there. I believe you. Thank you. Thank you. We actually uh, asked the director to help us create back histories for these characters. Yes. And uh, I was a, uh, I was a, an orphan. Mm-hmm. My parents died in a tractor accident. Yeah, and that's I, why you became a traffic yeah. reporter. <laughs> and I, I, I was a stripper for a short amount of time, yeah, and a foot model, trying to get money to uh, uh, right. just to get my broadcast career going. Yeah. 
Uh, Look so at you two now. Not featured, but uh, but in that same studio was me. And uh, yes, right. You yeah. did get a credit. I was, play, I was playing a girl. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty crazy. Uh, but David's been in some great stuff over the years. Uh, Contact the Green Mile, Twelve Monkeys, uh, Hack was the show that was based in Philadelphia that he did for a little while. Uh, he's sixty six today. Another local name, Daryl Hall. Oh. Celebrates his 73rd birthday today. Huge fan of Hall & Oates. Um, I've seen them in concert many times. You talk about that Philly sound, that blue-eyed soul. Unbelievable. Yeah, guy's got an incredible voice. I would like to see him without his sunglasses on someday, though. Uh, now that he's... You know, uh, he's got raging Lyme disease. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I guess he's... uh, We're his... He re- the, the show's done, Case. You know, the yeah. uh, Daryl's house. It's over? Oh, yeah, but I mean, we're in that area where he lives, he says there's just oh, this yeah. massive deer tick issue. Yeah, that's yeah. like upstate New York. Yeah. So Daryl, great voice, 73 years old today. Michelle Trachtenberg, the actress. Oh, yeah, I like her. Dawn on Vampire, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, and then she's uh, been in a few movies. She's 34 today. Jane Krakowski. Ah. I'm going steady. And I French kiss. Oh, yeah, that's from uh, Vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So everybody does that. Yeah, but Daddy says I'm the best at it. She's a talented woman. She's a, She does the singing and dancing. Yeah, she's and great. acting, obviously. I, I think she's uh, very sexy, too. She is very sexy. Recently, uh, the Kimmy Schmidt um, series she was great in. Wow, we have a picture of here with a plunging neckline uh, dress that she's wearing. And uh, looks fantastic. She does. So she's 51 today. And the last birthday I saw that was worth mentioning, Stephen Moyer uh, from True Blood. Yeah. Uh, husband of Anna Paquin. And uh, a big birthday for him as he turns 50 years old. He was also in that series that just got canceled, uh, The Superheroes, The Young Superheroes. Case you God, which one? I mean, I Magneto. know. So, like, Magneto's daughter was part of the oh. collection. Uh, I can't believe I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, on what it. channel was that on? It was Fox, I think. Was it, was the, it on okay. the Externals? Was the, that gifted or? the Gifted? The Gifted. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I, yeah, I watched a couple episodes, and it, good, but it, it didn't. Uh, it didn't grab me enough to make me hang in there and watch every episode. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. it's not, not a birthday, but uh, today is my wife and I's 16th anniversary. Oh! That's awesome. That's congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are you guys going to do? Nothing. None at all? No. She's, she's got business? To... Is it kind of low-key in, well, in your household? So I, here's the deal. Fridays, as you know, we're tired, man. <laughs> he had like a whole week's worth of work. So I had asked, I'm like, hey, do, what, would, what would you rather do? Would you rather like, you know, try and do something on Friday night or do you want to like go out on Saturday night? And she said, let's go, go out Saturday night. So, but then... Uh, the kids wanted to go do the happy place, yeah. so we're going to go as a family to the happy place tomorrow night. You guys will so love it. Yeah, no, so we're going to do that as a family, so my wife and I, we're going to celebrate together. Yeah, it's, uh, anniversaries kind of turned into that for mm-hmm. us as well, and, and one of my favorite anniversaries actually was, did you get me anything? No. Did you get me anything? No. Let's go to, Let's go shopping and each buy something we want to get. <laughs> yeah. That's and nice. happy anniversary. And yeah. we did it that way. And it was just, um, but, you know. Do you know what's good for me, though? I kill two birds with one stone, honestly. If you can yes. if you can do Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day on your anniversary, your anniversary, and one and the same, yeah. you get it out of the way. That's a good We should one. go have a, a very nice dinner. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some of the entertainment stories. That we, wait, no. Let's get an answer to the stupid yeah, question. Come on, That's man. pretty stupid. Uh, let's see here. It was which U.S. president 
was the first to be awarded a Nobel Peace Prize after leaving office. Two one five two six three WMMR. I'm going to go to Kristen for the answer. Hello there, Kristen. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Kristen. Which U.S. president do we speak of? Jimmy Carter. That's right. <laughs> Recently fell down and had to get was like 15 stitches in his head. 95 years old. Oh, yeah, 14 stitches right above his eye. Wow. Uh, Kristen, you got it right. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Rent on Friday, October 18th, 8 p.m. at the Miriam Theater. Tickets and information at KimmelCenter.org. All right, now we can get into the entertainment stuff. Cuba Gooding Jr. is facing at least one new charge, prosecutors revealed yesterday, the day his first sex abuse trial was set to begin. Uh, Gooding Jr. has pleaded not guilty in that case to squeezing a woman's breast on June 9th at a bar in Manhattan. And it's unclear if the new charge involves a new victim. They don't really, they haven't really been. Yeah, this is weird. Whether this case yielded another crime or whether they just started um, investigating another crime, you know, at the same time. Assistant DA Jenna Long shared the news in Manhattan Criminal Court as a judge was preparing to send his case to another courtroom for trial. The 51-year-old Gooding was present wearing a pinstripe suit, and he reportedly appeared stunned by the revelation. They weren't expecting that. Yeah, they've actually set up a wheel of allegations, Preston, that they spin now. (laughs) Oh, really? And that's how they proceed in the courtroom. Uh, Long said the defendant has been indicted on the charges, including in this docket, as well as an additional incident previously uncharged. And let's see what he's going to be charged with. (laughs) Allegations! Uh, so she did not share details of the charge or charges, but said that the case would be sent to Manhattan Supreme Court. Do you want to solve the case or continue? Uh, the (laughs) (laughs) The trial was delayed and, uh, Gooding Jr. will be arraigned on new charges this Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) When the new charges will be unsealed. Man. Yeah, there you go. Nothing but vowels left. So we'll find out. Uh, let's... <laughs> we got them all. Yep. Um, Iconic sounds. Bella Hadid celebrated her 23rd birthday. We were talking about that yesterday with friends and family in New York City on Wednesday. I think in full disclosure, whenever you talk about the Hadids, you should reveal that Bella Hadid is your favorite. Ma, I should. And yeah. in attendance were her friends, her mom, Yolanda. Hey, right, Yolanda! We're not going to do anything stupid, are we? Yolanda didn't do anything. No, any... she did nothing stupid. Nothing stupid. Uh, her sister Gigi and brother Gigi. Anwar and his friend, uh, his girlfriend, uh, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. We're all there with Yolanda. Right now, Yolanda. We're not. Right now, Yolanda. We're not going to do anything stupid, are we? Thank you. I thought he already asked that. I wanted to finish that. He's just double checking. Oh, okay. Kendall Jenner shared a video. Of her and Bella kissing and captioned the post, happy birthday, sexy Bella Hadid. Is it a birthday kiss or is it a quasi-lesbian kiss? I didn't see it. I My mind goes directly to the fake uh, lesbian. Uh, let's, yeah. Let's get, uh, let's get the popcorn crazy. Uh, thing. <laughs> but I don't really know. Nick is looking it up. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if it was on Twitter or what. Right. She shared a video, so it was her and, and Bella kissing. Hey, girl. Uh, the yeah, yeah. Live in your best life. <laughs> Hot girl Friday. Yeah. Hot girl summer. Maze balls. Uh, the whole crew uh, had lunch at uh, Sadell's 
and then went uh, pottery painting at Color Me Mine. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is so much fun. You're just like us. Uh, later, they were spotted out at Miss Lily's, where a source tells E they drank for hours and had a lot of fun. Did they have birthday cake? I don't know if they had birthday. I would hope so. <laughs> Meanwhile, her on-again, off-again... I mean, I want to know the full story here if it's a birthday celebration. Her on-again, off-again beau, The weekend. Oh. Was photographed in New York City on Wednesday, but they weren't reportedly together. That guy went away real quick. He did. He was he? working his way through some very attractive women, though. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, he had some really, really stupid hair. I mean, like, really dumb hair. And then yep. he tamped it down a bit. And then, um, and he had some great songs. And yep. then he went away. That's, dude, that's pop music for you yeah. right there. It's a fickle mistress, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> pop music. A fickle mistress. Uh, source, t- that's a band name. Uh, a source tells E the weekend didn't reach out to Bella during the day to wish her a happy birthday, and they have been in touch. Oh no, I'm sorry, he did reach out to. Oh, her. big difference. Oof, thank there. God. Flips the story on its ear. Then, yeah. Um, and there is no bad blood between the two, and they are in good terms right now. That's great news. Yep. And <laughs> there isn't any chance of them getting back together right now. But Bella never wants to have any anger or resentment towards. Anyone? I don't know, sources. man. On this birthday, it seems she's really matured. Yeah, that's so. that's not the Bella I know. She's become a real, you know, self-aware woman, and we uh, we laud her, Preston. Another as s- Bella fan. Another source says that uh, after she left Miss Lily's, oh Miss Lily, oh Miss Lily, uh, she got into the weekend's car, and that's the end of the story. Okay. Where's the weekend's car? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Next yeah. month? I have no idea where it is. <laughs> the royal drama is continuing with yet another report speculating on Prince Harry's lawsuit against the media. Save the drama for your mama. And it's uh, reverberations within his family and beyond. Oh, the royals. Of course, Harry publicly released a statement decreeing the or decrying the British tabloid press bullying of his uh, pre- press's bullying of his wife Meghan. Uh, later, it was reported, and you remember that his brother Prince William had and his grandmother the Queen were not consulted, and his advisors recommended that he not release the statement. It, it created a bit of a kerfuffle, did well, it not? That's what they're saying. That's what the the rumor was, the right. scuttlebutt, if you will. Oh, you guys! Much speculation ensued about whether or not they approved. And this ha- is quite a kerfuffle. And Harry and Meghan were <laughs> were even reported old Balkans. We're even reportedly considering a move to Canada because of the pressure. Oh, my God. Like, who started that rumor? no way. Uh, Now. That's it, mummy. We're going to Toronto. uh, Princess. (laughs) Please don't go. Now, Princess Diana's butler, Paul Burrell, is telling us weekly that Harry's brother William has his back, despite rumors to the contrary. (laughs) Okay. The butler says uh, the brothers have vowed that no one will be allowed unwanted access to those they love. Harry and Meghan made it clear. I can assure you with extreme conviction that they're the ultimate of bro dozers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you think um, those butlers make a ton of money? Oh, I think yeah. the ones that are yep. that are uh, confidants and uh, higher up in the royal family. Uh, yes, I yeah. think they do. Most and, uh, because definitely. not only are they buying their um, their skill set, they're buying their their uh, quietness. Exactly. Yeah, their yep. confidentiality. The also, also <laughs> the also, um, it's very, <laughs> it's very much great. Uh, 
All right, so, but they also have to have some sort of, like, security with them, right? Oh, yeah, because... no, the, 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 the butlers aren't in charge of security, but they... they no, no, I'm saying security. they, because, I mean, they, they really... They probably have to live an isolated life as well, do they not? I, I don't think... Um... I mean, they're probably vetted the way like a, a, a like, White House staff is, yeah, you know. But I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. But there's, there's, they, they certainly have to pass background mm-hmm. checks. If, if you're asking if they have their own security, I highly doubt that. Okay, yeah. I just wonder, like, what their private lives are like. Are, are they? Hmm. Are they? Do they live at the pal- uh, the castle, the palace, whatever it is, wherever they live, the tent? <laughs> The tent? I don't know. I wonder what their private lives are like. <laughs> uh, well, seriously, they don't. They don't live out in the. They open. live in their homes. Yes, they do. Do they? they don't I, live I, in I think. The open. I, I think some of them probably live on the premises. There may be some live-in staff cases. They probably have some sort know. of uh, some underground uh, cave. Yeah, they don't in. put them in a cave and lock them in there. I know that. It, and <laughs> bring I can, me a butler. I can only go by uh, the show, The Queen. Yeah, uh, or I'm sorry, The Crown. Um, like their um, their secretaries, which is an official yes. position. The royal secretary has a residence in the palace. Yeah, right, has a place right. to and now and and an apartment, and they they will live there. I mean, they are the closest. They they handle the day to day affairs of the royals. So they've got to be on premises twenty four. They, they need to be there. Is right? that what you mean? Are there live in staff? Uh, well, no. He was talking specifically about the butlers, and I'm just thinking about like those people that are. Um, I would assume that, that that some do and some some live there and some do not. But they they mm-hmm. um, you know uh, the prime minister kind of lives on a on a regular street. So yeah. and, and but I also is kind of like wondering, well, what kind of life is that too? I'm you sure know, it's full when... of adventure and mm-hmm. spotted dick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but anyhow, back to the story. Yeah. Uh, the brothers have vowed that no one will be allowed unwanted access to those they love. Harry and Meghan made it clear that they wish to live their lives their own way. Live our best lives. They make their own decisions as a family and let very few people in their inner circle. Uh, the That contradicts the Daily Express royal reporter Richard Palmer's recent tweet which said nobody in the royal family or the royal household is supporting Harry and Meghan at the moment. Even the couple's aides seem embarrassed by their actions. Well, you know, the press always wants to massage this thing that there's a there's a lot of contention between the the the, the two uh, you know uh, couples and all this stuff. And, and I, I don't I don't believe it because the the, the British press is. You know, legendary for stirring up this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, he continues to say, William, who dropped his brother like a ton of hot bricks earlier this year. Wow, that'd be really something. And Charles have distanced themselves, but... Uh, I'm going to drop you like a ton of hot bricks. They're saying that's not the case, though. Is that the expression? Ton no. of hot bricks? Well, it's an English expression. Oh. I don't know. Uh, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner... Love roasting each other on social media. So when Joe posted about his best day ever, he was pretty much asking for it. The musician and actress celebrated a gorgeous wedding over the summer, easily making it a contender for the best day ever. But apparently it couldn't compete with the time when Joe and his brothers got the opportunity to hang out and drink some Coors. This is awesome. He dubbed a shot of himself and his bros working on a Coors collab, and he wrote, best day ever. And then Sophie commented, really? The best day ever. Interesting. You and then he quickly shot back. True, this is the second best day ever. So Shut up. They have fun going back and forth. Uh, so Angelina Jolie had filed for divorce from Brad Pitt. Oh, shut up, woman. Three years ago, 
Uh, while they're clearly not getting back together, they are still in limbo, primarily because of the sheer size of their fortune. So How big is their fortune? You know what? Any I, estimate? I don't have an estimate in this story. I know it's got to be a lot because of everything that they do, not just acting, you know, all the stuff outside of that. But the pair have have to split up multiple estates, including the winery and Castle Marival. Castle uh, Marival. That they bought in France in uh, 2011. Uh, meanwhile, all is not well between parents and their six kids. So I said the word limbo, so Casey's playing uh, limbo now. Uh, so anyhow, uh, yeah, so this is one of those things where there's no way they're getting back together. No, of no. course not. They Three years like later, the divorce is not final. But I'm, I know there's a lot of people listening right now that can commiserate with the same thing. Not that they have hundreds of millions of dollars in their account. Or Castle Marival. But the fact yeah. that their divorce has stretched out for so long. Uh, so, But anyhow, 55-year-old Pitt is disappointed that he and his eldest son Maddox have been unable to heal the rift. That became public after he was accused of handling him too roughly on a private plane. The 2016 incident famously sparked Jolie's bid for a divorce. Now, uh, according to a source who told us, uh, Maddox hasn't been receptive in the efforts to reconcile uh, with uh, with Brad. I think Pitt seems like a likable guy. I think the issue might be with Maddox. Yeah, totally. I mean, dude. Knock it off, Maddox. Pitt came here and crushed the cheesesteak. He so, crushed the cheesesteak right? during, yeah, World War Z, the yeah. promotional tour. Uh, now that Maddox is enrolled in college in South Korea, Pitt hopes to use the opportunity to bond with his other children. Is that where he's from? Yes. Where he was born, that child? Uh, n- not that I know of. I thought he was. I don't um, know if he was born there. He's going oh, no, to, you know what? He's Vietnamese. He's going to school there. Uh, with Maddox overseas, Brad is also hopeful that Pax will also be interested in reconnecting without the influence of his older brother. Uh, so, And they, they, of course, have Zahara, Shiloh, Viviane, and Knox in their brood. Laura Dern has agreed to cut her ex-husband's child support following the mega success of Big Little Lies. Uh, so the uh, you, you don't hear this often. It, no. I'm sure it happens. But they never go the it. other way. Uh, the Oscar-winning star agreed to $10,000 per month from Ben Harper instead of the original 17000 that he was shelling out. The singer? I, I assume that's him, right? Uh, in court, could you look up and, and yeah. see if they were married? In court papers, Harper argued that his income has plummeted while hers has spiked since uh, their agreement was signed in 2017. It is him. I didn't know that they were married or completely forgotten it. Um, I've seen him in concert a few times, but um, he's not that much of a viable touring act now. So that kind of makes sense what you're saying about it. Yeah, and, and, and his her, income. Yeah, she's got more money coming in yeah. from this. Yeah, and they they share two kids: fourteen year old uh, Jaya Harper and eighteen year old Ellery Harper. So they've they were together a while ago. Then I, didn't I don't know, know that. I don't know when they broke up. Oh my no. god, the news that you impart! I'm telling you, they were married in 2005 and then divorced in uh, 2013. Okay, yeah, Ben Harper was uh, featured in American Idol this past season. And, oh yeah, uh, I as believe, a judge or uh, no, as a um, like a mentor. You know, they'll they'll, they'll do that uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. usually like you know, like one or two times during the season. And so he was mentoring uh, that Alejandro guy, Alejandro. Okay, and I believe he owns. You stink. A- <laughs> He no, he he loved Alejandro. Oh, he did. Okay, uh, and I believe he owns a music store. And um, Ben Alejandro, Harper, yeah, and Alejandro had gone in there, you know, prior to ever being on the show. And, okay, yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. Kim Kardashian is in Armenia, and three of her four children 
Saint Chicago and Psalm were baptized. Okay. Uh, she shared the moment on Instagram, writing, "Thank you, Armenia, for such a memorable trip." Armenia, we love it. So blessed uh, to have been baptized along with my babies at Mother Sea of Holy Etchmadzin. Mother Sea of Holy S. Etchmadzin, something like that, yes. which is our Armenia's main cathedral, which is sometimes referred to as the Vatican of the Armenian Apostolic Church. Well, there's Church. a picture of her looking uh, quite Mary Angelic, Mary esque. Yes, yeah, she's yeah. got a veil on her head. She's looking, trying to look like the if Virgin. The Virgin Mary had had rhinoplasty. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is that the type of photo that you put on Instagram? I yes, okay. of course, for her. Yes, we don't. She does. Okay. Yeah. And she had written, uh, "This church was built in 303 A.D." Uh, and my so- uncle told me. Speaking of Kim, uh, Joan Safar, a comic book artist and filmmaker, recently finished. Uh, Fashion Week, which is a graphic novel inspired by the armed robbery of Kim Kardashian in Paris uh, during 2016. That sounds like a nail-biter. The novel is being developed into a film by Safar as well. Uh, The film will address violence against women, the relationship between the very rich people and the less rich, and the world of fashion and the encounter between figures of new and old world. Honestly, the very rich should never encounter anyone who is not very rich. Not very rich, yes. It doesn't end well. No, you're right. Uh, so like keep them away from us. We'll see if that ends up, uh, becoming a, you know, a real flick or not. Hey, uh, this is interesting. What do you guys think of this? Drew Barrymore is coming to daytime TV as what? As a talk show host? Yeah. She will headline and executive produce a syndicated talk show for CBS. I like Drew Barrymore and the show will launch next fall. I don't think she'll be a very good host. I like her. I like her a lot too, but I, there's something about her delivery that doesn't lend itself to hosting a show. That's Lisp? just um, not necessarily that, but um, it's a little like uh, flighty, a little bubbly. Uh, yeah, a little you know too I mean? bubbly. She doesn't. Or, or... Ha- yeah, she doesn't have the skill set of like an Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, how's Kelly Clarkson? Has anyone seen the Kelly Clarkson show? I've not seen any of it. No, so I can't. I can't comment on. Uh, God, when you watch that Wendy Williams show, it's like watching from another planet. Oh my yeah, God! I don't want large creature there. Mm-hmm. Uh, But she says, it is beyond my wildest dreams to have this opportunity for a daily talk show. Uh, Barrymore said in a statement, I'm truly thrilled and honored to be creating this show with CBS. She joins other stars in daytime, including Kelly Clarkson, like you said, Nick Cannon. Um, Why is there such an influx of daytime hosts? It happens. Because they're cheap to produce, and if they click, they make a lot of money. Yeah, so I... I, I hope it does well. I like her. And yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not sure what to think about it before it even happens. But you know what, Kath? I don't know. They they happen from time to time. You you'll get these flare ups, and, and they all they all come out with shows. Yeah. I was. Watching, I mean, I feel but, like they're all coming out at the same time too. Like I know. Well, they all get the, the same idea, and, and everyone sees everyone else doing it, so there's a mad rush. Yeah. I was watching the Tom Sizemore show the other day. And it was in the kitchen with Tom segment is yeah. what I was. It's watching. funny to watch them come and go because you had Tony Danza who did it for a little while. Yeah. You had Harry Connick Jr. who took a crack at it. Yeah. Uh, you have, I mean, Steve Harvey managed to make it work for a little while yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Wendy Williams has had a little bit of a run. You remember that? Ellen is the queen of it right now. Yeah. She's, she's, no the, one she's the bar. Yeah. Well, you know? she kind of came in at the right time. It was right as Oprah. There was nothing going on. Well, she was there with when Oprah was on, but like Oprah was on her way out, and then Oprah yeah. left, and it was there was nothing left. So, yep. and Ellen's great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And she was basically, I mean, even though they were on different channels, she was a lead-in for Oprah, you know? So she was three okay. to four, and then Oprah was four. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how she does. And uh, you know what? We got movies opening oh, this weekend. Right, right. 
So I want to go ahead and get to those now. There's only a couple of them to mention this morning, but we do want to make sure that you are indeed aware of the box office. And so, movies opening this weekend include The Addams Family. It is an animated family film. And uh, a lot of big names in the movie, as you would imagine. Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, Chloe Grace Moretz, Finn Wolfhard, Nick Kroll, Snoop Dogg, Bette Midler, Allison Janney, Martin Short, Catherine O'Hara, and Titus Burgess. I love it. Are in the cast, yes. Uh, the Adams Family, this is what it's about. The Adams Family is preparing for a ghoul-filled visit from their extended family, but when Margot Needler shows up, trouble soon arrives, too. Uh, it looks fun. I like the animation style that they're going with, um, and I love that, the, the whole Adams Family I love the whole story. Adams Family thing. It's I've always great. loved it. I, I love the, uh, the live-action series for many years. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Uh, so it's rated PG. It's an hour and twenty seven minutes long, and uh, no score on Rotten Tomatoes as of yet. But no, what, score? no score. Yeah, yet? but it's going to be a winner. I mean, come on, it's Halloween. It's yeah. animated. It's going to do huge. So uh, next uh, movie opening is Gemini Man, which is an action thriller that's directed by Ang Lee. Ang Lee's a you know big time director. Yep, stars Will Smith, Clive Owen, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Benedict Wong and Douglas Hodge, and it's about a hitman who becomes the target of an assassin who is able to predict his every move. Uh, it's PG-13, hour and 57 minutes long, and the Rotten Tomato score is 34% Oof. so far, but you know what, though, man? I, you I never recently, know. I, I saw a movie not too long ago that had like a 12%. I forgot what it Marwin. The, the name of it was. No, it wasn't that. Uh, it was a um, it was a movie that Kate Beckinsale was was in. It was just it was a whodunit. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it wasn't great, but you know, I, I wasn't bad that I I wasn't unhappy that I watched. Ultimately, it. you need to make the call. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Adam's family, the, the score is right in right now. So uh, the tomato meter is at thirty three percent, but the audience score is sixty nine percent. What do you, do okay. you usually, what do you usually go by, Steve? I, I, listen, I go if I want to see it, I see it. So, yeah, uh, I, yeah. yeah. I, I've mm. I've kind of. I've kind of brushed off the uh, the scores. I, yeah. I want to find out. Oh, yeah. you know what yeah. else is out today? What? El Camino. It's not in theaters. Oh, okay. But that comes out on Netflix today? That's out today. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. I wonder if I can download that. I'm taking a flight today. You can, oh. yeah, you can. Oh man, there you go. Watch You're it on my welcome. phone. It's out now. I mean, you can you can watch it. Okay. You can so why don't you watch it during the show? Yeah, we don't yep. have to do All the right, show. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Kathy tries to win concert tickets from other radio stations. <laughs> <laughs> have you no, heard no. their artists? <laughs> <laughs> the best of the '70s, '60s, '50s, and '90s. All right. So anyhow, we are ready for clips now. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. William Dafoe. <laughs> Stars in a hypnotic and hallucinatory tale of two lighthouse keepers. Oh, this looks good. On a remote and mysterious New England island in the nineteen or in sorry, in the eighteen nineties called the Lighthouse. In this clip, Willem talks about his uh, director Robert Eggert. Here we go. Even though it's genre filmmaking, I suppose it's also very personal filmmaking because his approach to certain periods and research runs very deep. It's mm-hmm. it's things he feels an affinity with, and his uh, imagination and his he, he expresses itself through these very particular forms. 
Uh, the Lighthouse comes out in theaters on October 18th. I have a friend named Chelsea who is obsessed with Willem Dafoe, and it's it's um, to the point where she's created art dedicated to him. Really? It's, yeah. It's, Fan fiction? It, well, no, 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 like uh, paintings and right. uh, drawings and uh, Shrinky Dinks. She made Shrinky Dinks in honor of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and like of all of the uh, the Hollywood stars out there, why Willem? But, uh, okay. you know, whatever floats you know your what? boat, man. Why not? Willem? Exactly. Let's do the next clip. Insatiable. Wow. You remember the Marilyn Chambers movie? Of course I do. That's why I'm thinking about it for a moment. A series about former overweight and bullied teen named Patty, who is seeking revenge, is returning for its second season. Here, Debbie Ryan talks about what makes the show so emotionally appealing. All of us kind of have a place of damage, either from how we were treated as children or what we believe that we should be, or maybe we've like stopped our life before it began because we were waiting for something, or we've had generosity or vulnerability weaponized against us, and that has brought us to certain places and dark places, and some of these things that multiple characters, not just Patty, goes through are touching on very personal things. Um, the second season of Insatiable is available to stream on Netflix today. I've not seen that, but I always loved her on Hey Jesse. Hey Jesse! Yeah, on the, the Nickelodeon shows. She's a super duper cute and a talented comedic actress. So there you go. And that's the entertainment report for today. How about that? We're going to have Mike Liam Black in our studio today. He's performing Helium Comedy Club. So that's coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, we have our friends stopping by from Dilworth Park, and you will have the opportunity to hang out with one Miss Marissa Magnata today. Ah. Marissa's going to be at Dilworth Park for Oktoberfest today from 5.30 to 7.30, and uh, it's back this weekend. Great food, live entertainment, and all things autumn. The fun kicks off at noon through Sunday, October 13th, but Marissa there tonight from 5.30 to 7.30, and uh, when the gang gets here, we'll do some giveaways in conjunction with that. Uh, in the meantime, I want to give away some passes to see the movie Zombieland Double Tap. We have a screening of that next week on the 15th at 7.30, and it will be at the Regal in King of Prussia. Uh, callers, let's take the first eight callers at 215-263-WMMR, and we shall give you those movie passes. So give us a call right now. You need to be there by 7, so just keep that in mind while you're calling in. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Hang with us this morning. Money Shark coming up before you know it. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the inaugural Market Street Run for Blue, presented by Wawa. Sunday, October 27th, the event benefits the Philadelphia Police Foundation with a run through historic Old City to 30th Street Station and back for a post-run festival at Penn's Landing, featuring food and beverages courtesy of Wawa, awards for top finishers in multiple age groups, and fun for the whole family. Click events at WMMR.com for all the details and to get signed up. Sunday, October 27th. It's the Market Street Run for Blue. Presented by Wawa. 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. New Daily Rush videos are up and running if you want to check them out. Uh, Three of them, in fact. Uh, There's Judge Panties. Judge Panties. Rambo Day. And then the last one is Charlie Sheen, commercial air pilot. <laughs> and the description on that one says, if your pilot says he's a freaking warlock, return your tray table to its full upright position and brace for impact. Uh, they are now available at PrestonandSteve.com and sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club, Restaurant, and Bar. So go watch your Daily Rush videos if you have not seen them yet. Uh, let's see. Well, late in the show yesterday, we got word that uh, Gabe Kapler was fired. Mm-hmm. 
which was a bummer for us because we had had him on the show a few times, and he's a super nice guy. I had a catch with him at spring you did. training. And it was kind of cool. Got to throw out the first pitch, but to warm up, he offered to throw catch on the uh, on the sidelines with me, and or not the sidelines, but down the uh, yeah. by, by the dugout. And uh, he was a super nice guy, you know. And uh, he was seemed, energetic. He had have the right ideas, yeah. but I mean, you know, it's it, it was a, it, it's a weird scenario. It was I, like too good to be true. Yeah, I just want what's best for the team. But then when like you're nice to somebody and they're nice to you, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I like that guy. You know, you're that's like, what oh, I mean. Man. He was good looking. He was nice. <laughs> yeah. you know, he was a friend of the show. We could right. call him. He would come on. But All the boxes didn't... were checked, but yeah. he didn't quite. Do what he was supposed he, to. He didn't win. <laughs> and that's why you should never be our friend. Because mm-hmm. honestly, it always ends in folly. Well, you know, listen. There's you know, we don't do sports talk, so we don't have to go into the X's and O's and yeah, and, yeah. Hate, and hate somebody because they don't win. Yeah, right. And it's like well, you know, so I don't ever want somebody <laughs> to lose their job. But at the same time. I want my team to make it to the playoffs. Well, I think I what know. happened also is you had this year, remember down at uh, spring training this year, the anticipation was so high, especially oh. with the acquisitions and yeah. all that stuff. And yeah. I think even, you know, the, all the seasoned veterans are going, oh, yeah, we got it this year, at least to make the, uh, you know, the playoffs. And, and uh, no, nothing. Hey, hang on, Casey. Does that mean that you're judging somebody's merits based on something other than whether or not they made the playoffs? You're, you're judging Gabe Kapler on whether or not he's a decent, nice person? No. Okay. <laughs> 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 Yep, so they gave him his walking papers yesterday, and some people were saying that they would have done it uh, already uh, and that the likelihood was not going to happen, but they came down with it kind of late. Yeah, there were, I think there were two or three other managers that were fired the day after the season ended or maybe even the day the season did, and and then they waited a week and a half with, with Gabe, which was kind of odd, and then other people were expecting maybe they would fire the general manager. This guy met uh, Klentak, who was also on our show right. at spring training this year, and uh, they, they kept Klentak on. Because so he made the decision to hire yeah. him. Well, he made the decision, yeah. and he also um, they didn't make some trades this year that they probably should have, and the team fell apart in the second half of the season, and oh, how much of that responsibility it was games, blah, blah, blah. It's weird because I mean, it did happen so late after the season, and some speculate because all the players, when the season's over, they do exit interviews, that perhaps he didn't have command of the locker room. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. ultimately, that's why they let him go. There are jobs that you can go, and you can you can do what you're supposed to do, and you can stay there and be happy, and everything's wonderful. And then there are the performance-based jobs. Like ours. If you don't hit your quota, if you don't make your ratings, if you don't win enough games, blah, 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 you're out of there. How many times have you guys been fired? Uh, from radio? Yeah. Or just in general. Or, or like fired, the, the format changed? Or... I was fired from a restaurant one time, and then I was let go of a radio station whose format switched, and then we were technically let go at WDRE because that yeah. was a format change. Yeah, so... I guess three times. Three times. Yeah. I don't really I probably... view that, though, as... I mean, it was a firing, but it was... We had no other no, they, choice. They specifically no. cited us. For the... <laughs> well. By the way, you know when when DRE when they, when they switched formats and then we were an alternative rock station for those who may not who may be too young to remember or don't yeah. remember, and it went to a um, uh, a hip hop format. Uh, um, and um, I remember going to the GM because the word was okay. We're going to change format. It was just known that uh, you know the, the station was changing. And everybody was going to be moving on. But I did go to the GM, who is the new GM coming in. I'm like, do I need to come, like, see you and talk about this? Or <laughs> right, anything? right. He was like, no, you're, you're out of here. You're and I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> 
thought there was some kind of formal thing. An we exit were thing. Uh, no, did you he's like, enjoy no, it? Yeah. no, you're pretty much gone. Did yeah. You, yeah. Like, did get, you have, get out of here. Did you do the thing where you loaded up a box and, and walked out of the office with your, your head down? Uh-huh. Well, we all did. Yeah. We there, actually, was a, there was a termination date of this is the last day. So everybody was out of there at the same time. I mean, everybody was out of there. There was a, there was a contract thing one time where we were like, remember over at Y100 where we had our... A little boxes loaded up, and we didn't know if we were coming back. But it all, it all worked out. But, yeah, they uh, were stalling, and yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. we oh, took really? our stuff. Oh, yeah. Cleaned our offices out. When was up. that? That was that was back in media. That was before yeah. okay. you were on the show. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. drama. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, the performance-based job... Uh, I guess if if you're not doing well, especially you can. I mean, I think of Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, absolutely. You know, where if you're not making the numbers, you don't get the state. You're, you're out of here today. Yeah, you know, that's all there is to it. And you gotta you gotta call in all your favors. So you know, it's the same type of thing in sports, especially when you're a manager. Which sometimes I feel bad for managers because I'm like, is it really? Is it really you? Or is it just the team sucks? Uh, yeah, it's the guys aren't playing well. You know what I mean? But it, it, as they always say, though, with these cases, know. it comes down to the buck stops here. And oh, you're, yeah. you're the face of the team. Yeah. And so with that, when you accept that position, you also accept the position of potential fall guy when everything goes south. Right. If it does go south. Yeah, listen, there were a couple of moments, uh, and I know you don't need to get into sports here, but there were a couple of moments this season where um, – I feel like uh, he should have stepped in and really put his foot down about some stuff. Benched a couple of players for for lack of um, effort, effort, and all that sort of stuff. Now those guys during the exit interview probably were like, "No, nah, I like him just fine." But I think somebody like Bryce Harper probably said to the GM, "Yo, man, like I'm out here busting my ass every single play of every single night, and you know all that sort of stuff." And you got some of these lollygaggers. Lollygaggers, you know, just going out there and and they they face no discipline as a result, and and we need more. We need oh willy nilly, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think ultimately, you know, nice guys don't always like you know get to keep their jobs. Well, now he's got to. So here's the deal, and to that larger point, Preston, he's got to talk about performance space, and a lot of times. You have to now. You have to leave the area. Yeah, that was another thing I was thinking about. So he's, he, you know, uh, there are some people, and, I, and I'd love to hear if you are one of those. And maybe that's why you ended up in Philadelphia because you lost a job somewhere yeah. else and you had to leave town. Radio and uh, and and news TV, media yeah. can be that way too. Uh, you can have non compete clauses and things like that. And once you're let go, it's like okay. I have to move somewhere else. I have to uproot my life and go. So I can't stay here. And that's got to suck. I can't enjoy my deep friendship with Preston and Steve anymore. He's you... going to miss you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> he played catch with you, Preston. I think in a way he considered you a son. I felt like a son. He felt like yeah. a father figure to me, yeah. even though I'm older than him. Yeah. You were the it's son so he never had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, and, and I've been lucky that I haven't had to. And, You've and... moved for work, but not because you had to move. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm, I got into this business knowing it's very transient, that, mm-hmm. you, that people shuffle around from Market to market, which means state to state, across the country, across timelines and all that stuff. And knock on wood, it's never been a problem for me. But I've seen people. Jackson has moved all over the country, man. But because he was fired or? Sometimes, but other times because he he was upgraded. He was also a fur trapper for a while. (laughs) But Press, as a kid, you had to move around all the time because your dad's work. Now, my dad was transferred yeah. within the same company. Okay. So, and I don't know how that works, but they would move him from, yeah, we moved around. My dad had that for, so when, uh, in, in third grade, I'll never forget, um, that for almost close to a year, we lived in Thousand Oaks, California, because he was with Diners Club and got transferred out to uh, California. But 
Yeah, we don't. We you don't get transferred in radio. You just get fired. I had a friend, uh, not fired, but she was just offered a job in Atlanta. She she works in, in yeah. our area, and um, it's not a big pay increase. And she has to consider whether or not she wants to uproot her life. And that's that's like. She's not being fired. She's not being forced out. But it's still a massive consideration. Well, you, you know, again, like with, with the athletes or with anything. And, and the weird thing is that would you think Kapler will go on? I mean, He'll it, get a job there's somewhere. a big Another game job. of Tetris where, yeah. like, hey, you didn't quite work there, but you'll probably well, work here. Listen, the Flyers head coach, Alan Vigneault, yeah. he, he didn't have a job at all last year, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, But he, he led the Rangers to the Stanley Cup Finals. He, he led the Canucks to the Stanley Cup Finals. And these guys are good enough in their business that they'll get work somewhere at some point. Right. You just don't know if it's going to be a big league job. Maybe he'll, maybe he's a minor league man. Yeah, or he might end up somewhere else in the office. Yeah, uh, you know, and not necessarily in the manager's I, position. I mean, there was an there could have been a possibility after Y one hundred. You know, if if we had not had um, you know uh, the MMR uh, connection, and obviously we're going to come here and work, but we we kind of would have been blocked out of the market because there would have been no station that would have. Mm-hmm. Had an availability, had an availability for yeah. us for what we do. Thank I don't, God. don't think we'd play on B one hundred one. You know who was integral in that. Sick. Sick. Matt Cowper. Cowper. He'll yes, tell you. I have their number. I'll give it to you. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something. They're sick. <laughs> <laughs> he was able to give them a phone number that they probably could have gotten from anybody. <laughs> what he? <you> <laughs> Go ahead. Make it seem like it's something less. <laughs> right, I'll tell you, I don't have a pen, but I'll just write it with some of the product in my hair. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Side, side note. Side note. Have you seen him? I feel bad. Oh, we love Matt Cowper. Let's be clear about oh, that. We yeah. love Matt Cowper. But have you seen the, like, the briefcase that he brings into the bathroom now with products? It's, with pro- it's he, huge. He's got a briefcase? Yeah. It's a massive compartment-filled briefcase with all sorts of different products for different days. If James Bond worked at a salon, that's, it. that's what it <laughs> It's like Q supplied him with hair products. Yeah, like you go down to Q branch, and this is your talcum powder, <laughs> and this is your skin ointment. Yeah. Oh, he was hanging it. Over the mirror, uh, 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 whatever day. Where does my chapstick come out of? There's a day that's gym day for Matt where he works Wednesday. out. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Steve, it comes out of his shoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, click your heel together. <laughs> Two little chapsticks <laughs> instead of knives. Chapsticks. Uh, hang on, I'm going to go to Kristen, who had a performance-based gig. Hi, Kristen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's happening? So I'm a teacher, and typically the career of teaching is a contract-based type of thing. Um, But I used to work at a school that was uh, merit-based pay and performance-based. So if you weren't doing a good job, it didn't matter if it was January or June, you would get fired. Wow. And so what was that performance based on? Grades? Um, It was based on a lot of different things. So there was like a set of values that the organization held that you would get. um, You'd be be evaluated on on a consistent basis? Yes. Okay. Uh, very, very often. So I work for the school district of Philadelphia now, and every year is different um, based on how many um, observations you get. But when I worked at that previous school, you would have many, many observations. So they would be looking at students' performance. They'd be looking at um, test scores. They'd be looking at you um, meeting certain goals that would be set, and it was pretty intense. Kristen, how often? So on average, how often were you being assessed in in some way or another? with the uh, possible outcome being you losing your job? When I was there, we had about 10 to 12 observations a year, and typically <laughs> at other schools you get, like, two or three. I remember, oh, wow. so, so, and this is a, an interesting thing, uh, Preston and Chris, uh, Conan O'Brien talks about when he first started doing the show, The Late Night with Conan O'Brien, they were literally going week to 
too weak. Wow. Yeah, I weak. mean, there would be there would be weekly observations as well, but wow. I'm just talking like formal observations that would you'd sit down and have a conversation about. Oh, oh what, man, what, what it just got to suck the life out of you. I'm sorry, what it, kind of school was this? It was a charter school. Okay. Yeah, because I was, yeah. you know. You get into the public school system and you get tenure, you're good, man. Thanks, Kristen. Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, exactly. You still have yeah, to. Appreciate it. You still have to do those those uh, reviews and things like that. But everyone's sort of winking while they're doing them. No. <laughs> but imagine, yeah, yeah. No, but imagine, imagine on a weekly basis, you don't know if you're going to have a job or not. Well, because we, it's that performance basis, that microscopic. We used to have year to year, like one year contracts. Remember? Oh yeah. And so, like at like seven, eight months into the thing, it'd be like. We'd be, again, talking about signing up again. So much of the year was devoted to making sure you kept your job. Yeah. And it just, to people have to go through that and that constant assessment, it just, it sucks the life out of you. Yeah. Are there a lot of quota-based professions out there? I mean, like car salesmen and Definitely. things like that you know Definitely of? Definitely on that level. Yeah. I mean, and, and then there's there's there are different ideas as to whether or not that incites productivity on the employee's mm. part or whether it works as a detriment. Oh, yeah. you know, I think there's I don't know. a little bit of that in, I mean, I, I don't want to say every job, but in, in a lot of jobs, like going back to the teachers and stuff, the schools have to perform on a certain, you know, at a certain level, and if they don't, their changes can be made. So, yeah. like, yeah, but unions, and even ours, like yeah. ratings and all of oh, that. Oh, yeah, no yeah. question. Unions yeah. protect uh, some, you know, some of the uh, yeah, but not every teachers are, are are unions. Administrators are not. Oh, exactly, exactly. Um, but Preston, I think any like sales job, you know, um, you know, you, you have your quotas, your numbers, your, your budget, you know, your budget, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. You got to crunch yeah. numbers down there. You got to crunch numbers. Got to crunch, crunch those up into your crunching yeah. numbers. <laughs> yeah. Jackie Bam Bam School of Accounting. <laughs> crunch numbers. We're in the red. Is that what are we? No, we're in the black. I just want to crunch <laughs> and tell you what I feel about your numbers. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to go to Benjamin. You're on Good the air. Morning. Good morning, Benjamin. How you guys doing today? Good, man. What's heard, up, buddy? I heard you talking about uh, about these performance-based issues, and I have one where uh, an entire division of a company was laid off because of, of not doing, doing well. An entire so was, division. It, it happens. Okay. It happens. Yeah, I worked for Procter and Gamble in their pharmaceutical division for 12 years in Cincinnati, Ohio, and we were we were kind of on a year to year basis. And when when they bought Gillette, they decided that you know what we don't want to be in pharma anymore because they're not they're just not making money fast enough for it. So the entire division was let go. Well, yeah, I mean, because Gillette is the best that a man can get. So I totally <laughs> right. understand that move. Well, wow. so I had I had a strange conversation with my wife at one point because as a chemist doing research in, in drug discovery, there's not a whole lot going on in Cincinnati. And I looked at her one day when she was insisting we had to stay and said, look, if you want to stay in Cincinnati, we have to live in a box. Otherwise, we got to move. Yeah. <laughs> and, and our kids were born there. We had the handprints in, in, the, uh, in the, oh, the front lawn man. You know, from when they were kids. And yeah. I'd never go back to Cincinnati ever again. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I got thrown out. So, you know. It was, yeah. F, F U. F U, Cincinnati. Yeah. That's right. But I'm having a grand old time here in Philly. I love it. Love All you right. guys, too. Awesome. Thanks, thanks. man. Appreciate it. Steve, right, you were talking about people that are, you know, going from year to year or whatever. And not that I feel bad for people who work in Congress, but, yeah. uh, or, you know, have much sympathy. But if you are, especially if you're a young congressman or woman, you have to immediately start fundraising for the next election. That's what pisses me off about politics. It's, I know. So much of it is. I, I'm sorry. My job isn't to make sure you have a job. But that's what their job yeah, is. Their job is keeping their job. Exactly. They're yeah. just supposed to be doing something for us. Right. 
Somebody texted in and says that they were a recruiter for the military, and it just says one word, sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would imagine that that's quota-based, right? It's got to be. Uh, which is kind of interesting because things like that recruiting and stuff, I mean, I, I find that kind of, there's only so much you can do. You yeah. know what I mean? How hard, you're not selling the military hard enough that well, people are coming in. Well, you go back to Glengarry Glenn Ross and about yeah. what, what, you know, and some people are just adept and good at that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. God, I, I would wither, I would die so quickly if I had to do any kind of sales. Uh, it's just horrible. I don't have that skill set. No. And I see people who do it. The salespeople here are all great. They, and, and you know, sick. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Sick. Have you seen my briefcase? What's in it? Palm off. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to Jacqueline works in a uh, performance-based industry. Hi, Jacqueline. Good morning. Hey, uh, how are you guys? Good. What's up, Jacqueline? Nothing. Just driving to work. <laughs> are you going to your performance-based job? Yes, I am. What do you do? So, I work at a car dealership. I'm not going to say the name of it. Okay. I do they sell them for less there? <laughs> no, they do not. Okay, just kidding. Maury, sell them for more. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that kind of depends on what you're getting, though. I Is mean, it a crime to pay more for a dime there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jacqueline. No, you're fine. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have to sell 15 yeah. cars how, a month. How many? 15. 15, 15 cars, cars a month. Now, in, in, in that industry, is that considered outlandish? Is that formidable? Or is that about average? That's average. Okay. Like, wow. that's Dude, that's a car every two days. Now. That That's a lot of money. And, and, and if you, it, if you yeah, don't, do you get fired? Um, No, I haven't had that problem. Yeah. Um, no, I, but, I, but would someone. I, I, so so you, you've had times when you've come under uh, your number? Yeah. Yes, I have. And I guess what do you get a talking to? Okay. So, okay. and are there, like, are there, um, are there times you exceed the number though as well? Yeah. Okay. So then there you go. You, you, you would, you would be existing in the realm of someone right. who is within those parameters. Yeah. Hey, okay. Jacqueline, I, I got to ask I you a couple, <laughs> I, I want to ask you a couple of questions about uh, your industry because I'm very happy with the, with the purchases that I've made. And my, my most recent purchase was like the easiest one ever with my Subaru. Yeah. But, um, beautiful car, uh, by the way. But I, thank you very much. Um, but I have, uh, I want to say on my, my previous purchase, that was the one. I, I literally have one sales guy who has not called me back yet. Uh, after I called him and said, hey, I'm on my way to your dealership to, um, mm. to purchase a car you know, I'm just wondering if we can do it at the price that we had agreed upon like a couple of days ago. So this mm-hmm. was three years ago. He has still not called me back. And there was another guy, you know, same uh, manufacturer. I, I mean, I, I walked into the dealership. He has my information. Never called me. Like, so what was your question? My question though? is like, what's the deal with this? Like, <laughs> it's like you're, that's you're, a bad salesperson. That's a bad. Sa- do you yeah, know this guy, Jacqueline? Do you know this guy? I'm not asking about that, but um, you know, I, I, it's just uh, to me that's unfathomable that I can go in there and I'm you know virtually virtually handing you thousands of dollars right. and you don't follow mm-hmm. up with a phone call. Is, is that sort of like part and parcel of the business? I don't think they tell them to do that. <laughs> No, I'm sure you see people like that, though, don't you, Jacqueline? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I know a couple people who do that, and um, I personally don't. I always talk to them, you know, get to know them as a person. Yep. Um, because you want to know what they're like and what kind of car they're gonna want. 
I mean, I mean 15, a bunch of factors goes goes into yeah. it. And it sounds like cars you, seems like a lot, doesn't it, Preston? Yes, it does. Yeah. But it seems like you value your job. You want to, you know. I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I, I'd like to work my way up through the company I'm in, I'm in so. There you go. You've got the right attitude. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even and in sales too. And listen, this is no matter what you're selling. Sometimes you just gotta if you're dealing with a potential client that you really don't like too mm-hmm. much, you just gotta pretend that it that doesn't matter, and you just try and make the sale, right? Mister Hitler, oh, your car yeah. is in. <laughs> yeah. I see the good in all people. I've learned that over the years. I mean, I'm pretty young. I mean, I'm only 23. Wow, um, so you're, and you're, you're and you're you're well. It sounds like you're you're kicking ass there. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I try to see the good in people. I don't really like picking out certain things because no. I might be biased when I'm trying to sell them a car and you can't be biased. Well, we had the classic story of Thanks, uh, it was was Bam Margier told the story about he, he showed up looking in all his Bamness mm-hmm. to a car dealership. Yep. And uh, the, the Mercedes they, they were very dismissive. Yep. He came back with a, a, like a suitcase, uh, un, not unlike a Mac Helper's cosmetic suitcase. Yep. Yeah. Full of money, though. And uh, and basically said uh, the guy who blew him off. He pointed to the other guy in the salesroom and said, "I want you to sell me a yeah, car." Yeah, he's like, "I'm not buying it from that guy." He yeah. said, "I'm gonna buy a car in cash from that guy." Right? Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and good on him for doing that because yeah. I just I've I've had I've been dismissed like that before. Oh my god, I'll never forget it. We were it's we we live in the neighborhood we live in now when we were shopping for homes. We went by a model home. The biggest bitch I've ever met in the world of real estate was in this one particular house. I asked a simple question. What is the list price on this home? She, you thought I had interrupted her in the middle of the most <laughs> intimate family relationship thing. She was, you know, how, yeah. how dare I bother her at that moment? Were there other people there? No, it was just us. Just us. Wow. And she was so flippant and, and I was... Yeah. I was so I angry. Imagine. It drives you crazy. Don't yeah. add, so if you are in felt, sales and you're in a quota based thing, yeah. mm-hmm. good rule of thumb: like you don't, don't dismiss anyone. You don't know me. Yeah, yeah. I could buy this house. You think yeah. you're better than me? Yeah. <laughs> you think he's better? You than think me? he's better than me? I'm I, on the radio. Don't you? Don't you disrespect <laughs> me? I was a foot model. <laughs> I have gone into a car dealership to make a purchase, and I've talked to the the receptionist first, and I have said. If you were to give your money to one person in here, like who would it be? You know, and oh. because you figure this person is knows everybody. Now and then you pulled out a gun. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I could have gotten somebody disgruntled who just hates this guy because she hates him right. and likes this guy because you know for whatever reason. But I wanted to get my get my money to somebody that um, that deserves yeah. it. I want to go to this is interesting. I've never heard of this. I'm going to go to Katie before talking about performance based jobs. Katie was a. Uh, in prevention, theft prevention. Hi, Katie, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, tell this story. This looks interesting. So I used to work for loss prevention, also known as asset protection, for a uh, retail store. And essentially my quota, if you want to say, was based on how many shoplifters I would catch. (laughs) Okay. Did they have a minimum for you? It was never really said, but it was basically like understood that every shift that I work, you're supposed to catch at least one person. So here's the deal. If you're performing your job well and you're working in a capacity that dissuades shoplifting, um, that it's almost like uh, it's running contrary to your job. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're, I assume part of your job is also, you know, making sure that they weren't able to shoplift. I mean, right? Wouldn't you want to reduce it to a zero shoplifting scenario? Exactly. Yeah. So it was definitely a catch twenty two. Yeah. All right. To try to prevent people from stealing. 
stealing, but you want me to catch people that are? <laughs> right, exactly. And I, th- I think it almost... Katie, here's, here's a question for you. For somebody who's worked in that industry, in your own opinion, in like one of these larger retailers, you know, Walmart, Target, so on and so forth, department stores, things like that, you think yes. shoplifting happens every day in places like that? Oh, definitely. No kidding. Every um, day. Yep. So I also was supposed to like check certain areas every day when I came in and like certain high priced items, electronics, things like that, and uh, count how many there were. And then I would have to play back the tapes if there was something missing. And I saw people steal like uh, speakers, vacuum cleaners was a big one. Katie, would you um, would you be bonused on certain? Um, you know, if, if you caught somebody with a high price item or w- was there a bonus structure associated I, with that? I wish there was. I <laughs> wish I had gotten something for like a commission, like 10% of what they tried to steal. With <laughs> that wouldn't have been bad, um, right? Yeah. Katie, I, one time I was, I was talking to an employee who worked at a department store and uh, her assessment was that there was so little that they could do unless literally the police department was at the store when the theft was happening that they would more often than not just allow for a certain amount of theft every month in their budget and the, in their budget and then the stuff would just walk out the door and the huh. only way that these people would be caught is if there were there were cops on present uh, uh, on you know the at, the, at the store or whatever yeah on premises was, was that the case for you guys or would you what would you do if you actually caught somebody Doesn't it have to do with whether, like you said, you have to catch them before they leave the store, but once they leave the store, then it's a different story? Right. So um, technically, I think, well, this was in New Jersey. I think technically in the state of New Jersey, concealing an item is considered theft. But for the company that I worked for, I couldn't do anything about it until they actually were leaving the store. I think you could have followed the rule like in in casino and and take them in the back room and break their hands with hammers. (laughs) Katie, how often was it that they just had something in their cart and they were pushing the cart out as opposed to like hiding it in a jacket or something? Oh, my gosh. All the time. Um, So there was uh, people that feel, you know, just for recreational purposes, they just want this item. But then other people that that's their job to steal things and they'll take it to a uh, black market. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, any kind of store and then resell it. And honestly, vacuum cleaners was the biggest thing. Put it in your cart and just push it out. Try to push it out. Wow. wow. My my buddy was, uh, he had to, he had a contractor. He had to go to Home Depot with the contractor to pick things Thanks, out Katie. that they were getting done at their home. The contractor blatantly, on purpose, Stole like so. I think he had like two doors or something like that. Position stuff, and and he positioned these whatever he was stealing in between the two doors. My buddy's like, "What the the doing? What the freak (laughs) am I supposed to do here?" Like, you know, like am I going to go down with this guy if he ends up getting caught stealing or or what? And and thank God they didn't get caught. But he's, you know, I I think that happens quite a bit. When you were asking like uh, about you know things that are or Kathy things that are left in the cart or whatever. Think about a Home yeah. Depot. Think about the, the amount of activity at like a Walmart, the amount of people coming in and out. Mm-hmm. You, you, and, and to Nick's point, yes, I know for a fact that businesses will build into their, their budgets annually yeah. a percentage that they just assume is going to be stolen. Also, right. stopping somebody uh, can be dangerous to the employees. Yes. Sure. You know, so if, the, if somebody's walking out and the person doing the theft is is uh, a criminal, yeah. you don't, you don't want to... 
And, and the employee probably doesn't want to stop the person Remember that, on the way out. That guy who was an employee, he's one of those greeters at one of the stores, got fired because he, he attempted to stop someone yeah. who was shoplifting. Yeah. They fired well, him. There, uh, and I don't know if this is true, but it was the storyline in the show Atlanta with Donald Glover, where uh, a dude just goes into like a, a Footlocker and then you know puts on like two hundred dollars pairs of sneakers and takes off. And he did it because they have a no chase policy, and so he was basically able to yeah. just like take off with sneakers. And so I don't know if uh, if you know maybe especially stores at like the mall. Which are smaller, and the exit is right there. Right, like, no chase. Let me go back to some more uh, performance-based calls. We got to take a break in just a second here, but I'm going to go to Rose. Hi, Rose. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, what's up, Rose? Banking. 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 All right. So that remember at, back in the day, you'd go to a branch, and the branch manager would be there for 20 years, and the teller, and you knew everybody. Take notice of the constant turnover now. Those poor people have to meet goals. The branch manager. The assistant manager, those people that sit and open your accounts, that's called the platform where you go. What about the tellers, the people that are just... They have goals as well. So if, say, somebody comes to the branch with a big old check and they deposit it, they're supposed to refer them somewhere or say, oh, gee, you know, you might want to look at investments or, boy, you could do something else with this. And if they don't make that goal, the poor things get fired. Wow. Well, that that's that sucks because honestly, sometimes people just like to keep their money in the bank and that's it, and just yeah, you know they, yeah. and they already have their yep. stuff set up. But I I guess you know how how banks make their business. I think the thing to do would be for every deposit they should skim a little bit, right? <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, they're saving. Yeah, yeah. they're just they're, we're yeah. going to help. We're putting it in an extra <laughs> right. secret account, yeah. right? Yeah, I think but it's those a... people work so hard. So just have compassion on them when you go into the bank. They're they're under such pressure, right? produce and uh there are so many mitigating circumstances that could prevent someone from reaching their goal i.e people call out um so yeah those those poor people okay. have goals yeah but no. they get to use those tubes that go thoop, oh it sends a little uh yeah. well there's a bonus there right <laughs> my yeah. bank got um, rid of the drive through really yeah all together yeah well wow. yeah, yeah it's in a strip mall and there was a separate like a little drive through area that was like not attached to the bank but I love that. Part. You sure it was part of the bank? No, it was definitely part of the bank. <laughs> but just uh, sitting there waiting. When yeah. I was a kid and we'd go by, they'd always send like a, a little lollipop through oh, for, yeah. Uh, yeah. for us. And the or a dog pup. treat if you got your puppy with you. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A little bag of pot. <laughs> a little bag of weed. <laughs> Remember the... Great place to sell weed. Yeah, it would be. Right? Uh, yeah. I always like wanted a... one of those things in the <laughs> house. <laughs> Didn't you always want one of those? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You could probably... Dude, you could make one of those. It's a nomadic tube system, yeah. Yeah. By the way, Nick, the gas station next to our old radio station, they sold pot. They ended up getting arrested. Out of the gas station? Yeah. They got arrested for that? Yeah. What kind of society we live in? Dime bags. Wouldn't happen now. Nope. (laughs) All right, anyhow, uh, we all, we got started on this conversation uh, by... Relaying that Gabe Kapler was like, oh, we were kind of bummed out because, I mean, obviously the Phils have had um, a couple of not-so-great seasons, lousy yeah. season this year. Uh, but we liked Gabe as a person, and uh, we hopefully hopefully he'll find some. Listen, people have had losing seasons and gone somewhere else and had great seasons. Yes. Craig, Craig Ruby just want to stand like up. Exactly. Yeah, Honestly, the best thing you can do is leave this area <laughs> yeah. so you can go on and win your championship. Yeah, win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, all right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. A reminder, Money Shark, speaking about all this cash, it's uh, your last chance with us today. Coming up next as Money Shark wraps up today, but five chances altogether. Uh, Mike Liam Black will be here in a little while, and our friends from uh, Dilworth Park are stopping in for Oktoberfest. Marissa is going to be there tonight, by the way, 5.30 to 7.30 for Oktoberfest. Make sure you stop by. We'll be back in just a moment with The Bizarre File. 
and Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 93.3 WMMR Philadelphia. A Beasley Media Group station. MMR's Money Shark. And this is the swan song of Money Shark. Today, it's our last day of doing this promotion, so... Take advantage of this. Maybe it's your day. The word for today in this particular hour is ACE. A-C-E, as in the ACE of spades. Now, you have until 8.15 to enter it via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or you can enter using the MMR mobile app or via the contest page at WMMR.com and you'll be in for a $10,000 grand prize. Now, if you get a call... We'll rent now. Actually, you will get a call if we randomly select you in this nationwide contest. You win a thousand bucks. The contest rules are available at wmmr.com. So once again, the word that you have until eight fifteen to enter is ACE A C E. And good luck from Horizon Services and WMMR. We shall see if you win. Awesome. Five chances today. So good luck. May I plug something? Yeah. You, know, you, know you know what I need for this? I, I want to start, and I'm, I'm sorry to ask for this on the fly, but you know the uh, uh, Preston Elliott's Rock Trivia game? Yeah. Uh, just I want to isolate the part, just that, that guitar riff, and then Steve going, yeah! Because <laughs> anytime I mention a gig that oh. Saint is playing, I want to hear, yeah! Yeah! So I... Uh, we got a gig coming up a week from today, and I just wanted to plug that real We're quick. We're at... We'll be in Ben Salem in oh. Buxco. Our first gig in Buxco. Rock Buxco, baby! Uh, Should be epic. At a place called the Broken Goblet. And they have a big, badass stage. Do they? It's, it's made for live wow. music. So this is going to be... This is going to be a good one. I was telling all my friends to come out and see you. We're going to bring the rock. Make sure you tell all your friends to come out and see me. You not Kathy, not you. Just her friends. You won't be there at no. that one? What's no. it, wait, what is it? It's a week from today. Yeah, my brother's wedding. Oh, okay. man. Uh, that's a legitimate excuse. That's a legitimate excuse. excuse. Yeah, that's all good. Right. All right, anyhow, the show starts. Plus, I want to keep my streak going. <laughs> I think 830 is when that starts. Now, the following month in November, we're going to be doing a fundraiser for the Camp Out for Hunger. Where will that be? I, I, I'll get the details on that down the road. I want to uh, focus on this Fargo? gig first. Not the West no. <laughs> Steve, yes. We're going for it. At the Wells Fargo Saint. <laughs> I'll go to that one. Are <laughs> right, you going to the Wells Fargo yeah. Center? All right. Anyway. Uh, we're going to be doing this uh, a week from Friday, the 18th, a week from today at the Broken Goblet. Please come out and uh, see if you get a chance. Fun time. We have a good time. Everyone loves Everyone knows Ben loves it. On stage. Kathy says she hears it's really great. <laughs> Sing. <Saint. laughs> so, what comes after that, Casey? I don't know. Hang on. Keep it playing. Uh, no, it's done. Oh, it's done? Yeah. Okay. All right. I saw some more um, audio waves nine. coming up. Number nine. Uh, anyhow, so the Broken Goblet Friday, uh, the 18th. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins, Delaware, Diamonds. Well, you can't assume that an intruder in your home is a human when authorities in Sullivan Township Ohio say a teen returned home recently to find a sliding glass door had been shattered. He searched the house and found 
a billy goat asleep in the bathroom. Oh, man, the old billy goat in the bathroom. Yeah, responding <laughs> officers and members of the Humane Society were able to take the goat out safely. Uh, the goat's owner was eventually located, and they said that the animal had been missing for several days. <laughs> and uh, they don't know why he went through the glass and ended up in the house. But uh, Some sort of trauma? Seemed like a good Maybe idea. Maybe a therapist can get it out of him. A man who police say had his gun taken away from him during a robbery at a Kentucky hotel has been arrested. Listen to this genius. All right. Corey Phillips of Paducah was arrested following a traffic stop on Tuesday. Police say Phillips was the man who robbed the Country Inn and Suites on Monday night. Now, surveillance video from the hotel shows a man wearing a shirt around his face (laughs) and a University of Alabama sock hat. Entered the hotel with a gun, and he went behind the front desk. The clerk shows the suspect to the other side of the desk before uh, throwing some money onto the counter. While the suspect is gathering the money, he can be seen putting his gun down on the counter. (laughs) Oh, my God. The clerk grabbed it. Yeah, of course. Grabbed the gun, points it at the suspect, and then he ran off. Now... Hey, no fair! Yeah. (laughs) I call no fair. Yeah. The suspect (laughs) then came back into the hotel... To try and get his gun back from the guy. Listen, about an hour ago, I was in here robbing the place, and I think I left my gun. Uh, The clerk pointed the gun at him again, and so the guy ran away again. Police said when Phillips was pulled over. Well, you have lost my business. uh, Pulled over for a routine traffic stop. He was acting nervous. Officers found a computer that had been reported stolen from a home in the car, along with a white T-shirt like the one found near the scene of the hotel robbery. Phillips was interviewed by police and then charged with robbery and receiving stolen property. (laughs) A potential grizzly bear sighting in northern Montana ended up not being a bear at all. That's according to a statement from the Montana Fish and Wildlife Park's Prairie Bear Monitor Facebook page. Was it Nick Nolte? No, but uh, (laughs) they said we investigated a report of a grizzly bear one mile south of Dutton. After speaking with a landowner and searching the area, it appears... That the sighting was of a bear-looking llama. A bear-looking llama. Now, the landowner... A llama looks nothing like a bear. The landowner commented on the Facebook post and said, I admit, from a ways away, our llama does indeed look like a bear from certain angles. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my impression of a bear. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, thank you. By the way, the llama's name, Barack Olama. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's genius. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. that's. I mean, you can't name a llama anything else. No. Not in that state. Police <laughs> say a New Jersey church bingo night went awry after an allegation that two players had taped a called number onto their card to claim a bingo win. Oh, those mother effers. Investigators say 71-year-old Teresa Davis and 38-year-old Keisha Brockington said... We're going to need everyone to strip. <laughs> ...said they had the winning card carrying a, a pri- card carrying a prize of nearly $200 Thursday night at St. Maria Goretti Church Hall in Runnymede. In a freaking church. But a church volunteer noticed that one of the winning numbers had been taped over the number (laughs) on the card. Oh, my God. The Camden residents were charged with improper behavior under a borough ordinance. A parish official says that it's the first issue in 20-plus years of bingo games at the church, and it wasn't clear whether they had attorneys or not. There have been a fair share of bingo brawls. Yeah. The people who really go and actively pursue the bingo lifestyle, yeah. they get a little passionate. Well, we would time. do uh, designer bag bingo every year, and I would call the numbers, yeah. and 
it happens more often than not where um, two people will get bingo at the same time. And, like, that is the worst. That's and the, a bingo. And then the last one that we did, the and these are, like, $500, $600, $700 bags. Yeah. Um, woman won the bag. We, you know, hey, anybody else winners, winners, winners. And then nobody, you know, claimed a winner. And then she was, this chick comes up, grabs her bag. She's about to sit down. And somebody's like, oh, I got bingo, too. We're like, oh, my God, yeah. what, do, what do you do here? You know, yeah. you feel so terrible. They got to fight it out. Yeah. They get testy. Yep. A robber who demanded cash from a McDonald's was told that he had to buy something before the register would open, so he ordered a cheeseburger and paid for it. <laughs> Daniel Braun handed a fiver to the frightened server and then made off with $150 in taking. <laughs> uh, he had burst into the fast food restaurant and placed a note on the counter which read, I am armed. This is in the U.K., so it says, give till cash now. Okay. So he told staff, uh, you're going to have to. I'm armed. It was one of four times that he struck in 12 hours that day. He's now been jailed for five years after admitting two robberies after two attempted robberies. Braun was caught shortly after the raids. The judge said, I accept this bizarre few hours in your life was the product of something of a psychotic collapse. Your behavior has been peculiar, uh, fl- has a, that peculiar flavor to it that was not just about obtaining money. But he managed to pay for his burger. <laughs> And then we'll do one more story and then wrap it up. A car flipped over and injured several pedestrians in a rollover crash Tuesday in downtown Vancouver. The interesting part the part about this is yep. so this car rolled over. Yeah. They were trying to parallel park. How does a car roll over from parallel parking? Exactly. So a, a foot dash cam footage shows a black Honda Accord pull up and try to parallel park, but the driver continues to accelerate while in reverse. <laughs> The car mounted the curb, slammed into the immigration office, and flipped over, coming to rest on the sidewalk. You're going to need to try that again. The pedestrians, uh, two pedestrians were hurt in the crash. They had to be taken to the hospital. The driver, an elderly woman, and her passenger were also taken to the hospital with serious but non-life-threatening injuries. I could see a side swipe. Yeah. A dent here and there. Flipped to it. flip the car? From parallel parking. Uh, nobody was hurt inside the immigration office, although the glass front of the building was damaged. Paramedics cared for several more pedestrians on... <laughs> There you go. That is what I have for you in the bizarre file this morning. All right. Oh, my God. We're looking at footage of it. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. Oh, my goodness. They, sure somebody. enough. And almost killed somebody in the process. All right. And there you go. The B I know parallel parking can be difficult for some people. Uh, a reminder that you have about three minutes left to uh, send over the word ACE. It's this hour's keyword for Money Shark. You can do it through our contest short code number 45911. Or you can use the MMR mobile app via the contest page at WMMR.com. You'll be entered for the $10,000 grand prize. Once again, ACE, A-C-E is the word. Good luck from Horizon Services and WMMR.com. I just saw Michael Ian Black poking his head around the corner looking into the studio. Hmm. So we're going to get him in here next. Going to be appearing at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. We'll be back in just a moment. We'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Dear Lord. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thank you, Kathy. Our next guest, we love it when he stops through town because he comes uh, by the show uh, to promote his events. He's a busy guy, not only doing stand-up comedy, but when he's not doing that, maybe on a TV show you watch or a movie popping up here and there. ton of stuff. He'll be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night. This is Michael Ian Black. Hey! Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome back. Nice to see you, sir. Hey, great to be seen here at the world-famous WMMR. Oh, you know how to sell it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> well done. Thanks. Is your tea up to uh, snuff, by the way? I, I, did I what? Is your tea up to snuff? We want oh, to is my you... tea up to snuff? Yeah. I, I, some tea was prepared for me. This is a Earl Grey, and I will Ooh. take my first sip on air. Please do. Mm. Perfectly steeped. Really just <laughs> yeah. a terrific morning tea. Wonderfully steeped. Just so, yes. Uh, the, the, the preferred drink of Captain Picard, if you're a Star Trek fan. I am, yeah. and... I did not know that. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, I didn't know it, that it, It's good to see you. You're, you're honestly, there is a ton of stuff you're involved in. That's because none of it lasts. None of it. <laughs> the thing is, we had that conversation. If it yes. was just, if if it was just one thing, uh-huh. it would yeah. be better because it'd be like, oh, well, yeah. you're on that long running hit show, right? right. But no. <laughs> well, you you do have a few. No, you... not really. I <laughs> believe me, I was there. <laughs> and it just nothing. None, had of, any none of them have lasted. Well, the second season of Insatiable starts today. Oh I yeah, think, right? that's Netflix. Right. Yeah. It's Ryan's birthday today, by the way. Oh, it is? It is, yeah. So we're talking I, about she's a dear friend. I could text her if I wanted. I mean, I'll just text her, whatever. <laughs> it's no big deal. She's the star of the show, huge Disney star, whatever. I mean, yeah, yeah whatever, man. No big He's married to no one big. of the guys in 21 Pilots, yes, right? Yes, yeah, Josh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He's the drummer. Are you yes. a fan yourself of uh, 21 Pilots? I don't mind them. Okay, you don't mind them. That's a... that's a. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. as far as as far as it goes, yeah, I think they're great. Very my, cool. my daughter has become a fanatic. She's 12 years old. Oh, She's yeah. She's way, way into them, so I have to be into well, them. Well, they're well. one of those bands that I think is actually, like, you don't... Just because they're popular as an adult, you don't have to hate them. Like, they're, right. they're, le- le- they're a legit band. They're okay. great. And that's why I was thankful. I'm like, when she started playing this music, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm cool with this. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Good music. Look, well, yeah. you know, we're older gentlemen. They're no, they're no the Pearl Jam. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. As older gentlemen, yeah. we know. The Pearl Jam is a whole other thing. <laughs> Have you ever, are you, you musically talented at all? Uh, d- define talented. Uh, can you play an instrument? I can play the piano okay. slash keyboard terribly. Oh, because terribly. of... Uh... Because I have no skill or okay. talent. Um, but... I have been I've been self teaching myself for like the last year and a half, and I enjoy the hell out of it. I'm just okay. terrible at it. Do you so, su- but but this is this wasn't from childhood. You weren't taught. I did take a couple lessons. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a, a couple years of lessons, but none of it stu- stuck. So I had to re restart. It is a real. I'm a musician. I play drums, and, and I, I I took a swipe at piano. It is freaking hard. It's hard, dude. Yes. So kudos to you for sticking with it. Though. Yeah, I mean drums. <laughs> I mean, come any, on, any chimp can play drums. <laughs> you know, I mean, just counting the four over and over. What's the big deal? One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I use the term musician lightly. <laughs> There's a thing though with uh, with uh, the guitar, with the piano, and and I guess the a lot of people subscribe to the notion now. You pick a like one particular song you want to learn, and then you learn that song, and then branch out, and that you teach yourself by going in and just learning one song instead of learning method, you huh. know. And that seems to be the the thing that they're the way they're they're approaching teaching music now. That yeah. is an interesting uh, approach. Right. I, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of working my way very lightly through a combination of the Billy Joel songbook. Okay. Because okay. he is. 
the piano man. He is the piano. And then Hannon uh, exercises for early intermediate students. Oh, okay. All right. I'm good. Doing, doing a little combination. You, you, live, in, right uh, you live in Connecticut, you said? I do. I okay, live in the so wilds of Connecticut. Have you, uh, are, as a, are you a Billy Joel fan, and have you, in fact, seen his uh, his residency at the uh, Madison Square Garden? I, uh, I'm a Billy Joel fan in the sense that he, uh, Billy Joel was the first concert I ever went to. Really? At Madison Square Garden huh. years ago. And uh, he did mean a lot to me at a certain point in my life. I can't say I... <laughs> I feel like I'm particularly connected to Billy Joel at this point in my life. Okay, the Billy Joel. The Billy as a, Joel. As a as an older gentleman, I'm not so as connected the Billy to the Billy Joel as it's, I once was. It's, so. it's funny that old, older people will do that. I, I, I was going to watch the HBO tonight. I got uh, I got drunk on New Year's Eve this year and uh, fell down a YouTube hole with Billy Joel. I just mm-hmm. and, and uh, at, the, at some point, probably two thirty in the morning, I thought that I could eventually learn how to play piano like Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point in the night, it made sense to me that that was going to happen. So since then, I've started taking piano lessons. I'm not at Billy Joel level yet, but I do find it to be incredibly cathartic. It's something that my son does and does really well. Um, and for me, it's just I, I'm not good at it, but I love it because it gets me out of my element and I'm concentrating on something else and I'm concentrating on something at all. I'm not focused. On, I'm focused on one thing as, as opposed to 12 different things. Do you find that with piano? Yeah, that's that's the great thing about it is it really force, forces you to focus because, I mean, you got to think about your right hand and then when you're and then and then all of a sudden you have to think about your left hand <laughs> yeah. at the same time. I know. It's a nightmare. What the hell's going on with that? Well, you know what? I, one of the greatest comedic minds of all time. Steve Thank Mark, you. Oh. <laughs> I, did, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Michael Ian Black. I thought you were going somewhere else. The great somewhere. piano player. <laughs> the Michael Ian Black. Yeah. Yes, the Michael Ian Black. Uh, the uh, uh, Steve Martin is uh, is uh, I guess are, can you are you a, a virtuoso on the banjo? But he is damn, he's very accomplished. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of connection between musicians and um, I don't know a, a comedic skill. A well, comedic we, we were talking just outside about how comedy and music are actually very similar. They yeah. have a lot of the same ingredients. You have uh, cadence and tempo and rhythm and dynamics and E flat major. Not so much E flat major in comedy, but you know, right, right, sure, yeah. it's there. <laughs> but there's different kinds of comedy as there is different kinds of music, and um, you can be a lover of different kinds of music and different kinds of comedy. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was saying to you out in the green room that like that you have a certain style that uh, um, that I really really like. Green I, room it, is a very loose term for what's out there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's, the that's sausage really, room. That's a, that, those are that's a cubicle area as, as far as I can tell. <laughs> It, 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 it's a disaster. Right Honestly, the furniture. Now, what you see over here, it being constructed. That's a real, that's going to be a real that room. Be the green room. So there's a, a massive overhaul. Next, next year when you're back. I mean, yeah. if you walked, I mean, I, look, I don't know how many listeners have been here, but it looks like see, uh, episode three of the Chernobyl miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> and you're walking through this building. Yes. <laughs> Except not as well put together. People will come and go, wow, you were not kidding. You are under construction. That's an understatement. I, I don't know how you make any rhyme or reason of it. You know, because we'll, we'll literally, it's it's like the Winchester mansion because there, there'll be a door will disappear and suddenly there'll be, you know, a, a hallway where there wasn't. And it's it's it's, it's crazy. So. And yet you walk into this studio and it's pristine. Yeah. You walk in here and it's just smooth <laughs> it's sailing. Pre- so absolute oh. perfection. <laughs> hey, going going back to though to to comedic style though. So uh, you you certainly have your your own delivery and, and like you're talking about tempo dynamics and all that stuff. And it's a um, uh, Steve would be better at describing uh, than I would. But you have a very um, 
Uh, I don't see it. Dry, you have no idea who I am. That's what you're saying. Yeah, you no, have no, 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 no. no he idea He thought you were Ian Anderson. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I play a different kind of flute. I play a different kind of flute. But in, in honing your chops, when you were coming up in the world of, of stand-up, yep. uh, did you look to other people and go, wow, I should try to be like that guy. I should try to be like Did you take a little bit? I think every, every artist of whatever art you're doing is always first and foremost inspired by other people Mm -hmm. and you take from certain people uh what inspires you i think inevitably with comedians in particular when you first start out it's almost impossible not to be copying somebody else you have to amalgam of whoever made you laugh you would look to replicate yeah and and i think that's just inevitable and then over time and with work, you find your own voice. Let me ask you this, because I, I think, and I've heard a lot of comedians say this, and I think if you if you want a really solid, comprehensive comedic education, Bugs Bunny cartoons, the early Bugs Bunny cartoons, would you agree with that, or is that does that seem ridiculous to you? I'm just going to nod because it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, sure, whatever you say. That's well, not- we had well, actually Marlon Wayans, um, uh, who uh, you worked with yep. uh, on uh, Sex Tuplets, um, uh, he, uh, he, he agreed with that. So, and it, it's, uh, I've had a couple people agree with it. There just seems to be a lot there. Perhaps you do not though. No, I love Bugs Bunny, but I, I mean, I, I, I've never thought about it. In okay. Terms, in, in, in I want you to think to about my it. Own if you craft. could, if you could take the weekend. Okay. The, <laughs> All it. right. Let me, I'm going to have to move some things around, but okay. Okay. How about, how about sketch comedy? Because the state obviously w- it was such a great show. You were great on it. So many people have gone it's, on to, to great things as uh-huh. well. Yeah. This, and it, and there are, I, I hear like uh, like SNL cast members. They have you have your stand up guys and you have your sketch guys, right. and they or, or guys and girls that come in and, and they all have their different approaches. Did you, did you do both at the same time when you were coming up? Or no, I started out in doing sketch. Okay, so the state was a, it was a sketch comedy show that aired on MTV in the early nineties. It's how I got my start, and it started as a college comedy club. We started as a club at NYU. Right. And then we ended up with our own show on MTV. So w- there was a group of us, m- m- many of whom you would recognize, if not by name, then by face, because we've all had really nice careers in show business uh, since then. But we really taught each other sort of how to write and perform comedy. It was it was a really special environment. There was nobody... We didn't have, like, a mentor, and there, there were no other sketch groups that we could go see at that you time. Just, you guys just started it from scratch. Basically, and yeah. just did what you wanted to do or what you thought was the right thing. Yeah, I mean, we were inspired That's by, cool. like, SNL and Monty sure. Python and other, uh, you know, SCTV and whatever, yeah. but we really had to kind of teach ourselves how to do that stuff that we like. Such a collection of, of, of talented people, though, and again, a lot of times you need that synergy. Uh, when you first got the series on MTV. I mean, so obviously you, 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 you were working together. You, it had gelled. Was that, was that, did that blow you away or was that, I mean, how did that catch you when you, when you, when you got that series? Cause it was MTV, MTV at that time. And when the state broke, it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. It, we, we, kind of crested the wave at the perfect time at MTV. And uh, they, I think they treated, they gave a lot of promotion to the state. Yeah. We, yeah. Um, yeah. Like we, we, I remember, I mean, it, it will mean nothing to you, but I remember like our producer coming in with the Nielsen ratings on, that's sort of affixed to his forehead on a post-it <laughs> note. And the, and the ratings that we were doing then, 
uh, beat like what some significant network shows do now. I mean, the landscape is much different yeah, yeah, yeah. now, but it, but it was like a real thing, you know, and it was it was a, it was a hit show for half a second. So, I mean, um, just, you know, so our listeners know that you were studying at the Tisch School of Performing Arts at NYU. Like that's that's um, that's nothing to sneeze at. Were, were all of these guys your, your classmates? Oh, yeah. We all went to school together. Did you guys because I was also reading that uh, I guess this show came on just before, like while you were in school. So you ended up like kind of just dropping it all and and doing this full time we i had dropped out of college my after my sophomore year everybody else sort of stayed in college and right when everybody was graduating uh is when the show happened okay so nobody other than me left school okay let me ask you because i'm, I'm raising some uh some children that are very interested in theater uh they're doing school productions now uh let, at a, at can a, i just clarify are they your children <laughs> i'm fairly certain that okay they're, that he, he has no idea as of yet <laughs> until the results come. sometimes in. when i look at the faces i see me and then other times i'm like i'm not so sure um but um when when you were applying to nyu what was that whole process like well y- to say, like, you go to NYU now means something very different than when I went. Right. So I, I started school there in 1988, and NYU did not have, like, a great reputation. Really? It wasn't like now. It wasn't like a top-tier school. Um, it was like a good, you know, kind of local school. I grew up in New Jersey that you could probably get into if you had a decent grade point average. But I knew going into it as a, as a theater major that it would basically all come down to my audition. Yeah. So I knew that I had to nail my audition, and, and so what did I worked you do for through, that. Uh, I have no idea. I, don't, I have, I have <laughs> no memory, no memory of it. But it's just but it worked. It, it worked. It just worked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, so it's 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 funny. So you you have that, uh, and you talk about having these a piece, a collection of things that you've been involved with. Uh, but but you you're, you're involved with a lot, and mm-hmm. and uh, the kids' books thing I mm-hmm. find kind of interesting. And you have this current book, I'm Worried. Yes. And can you explain what that is? So I'm Worried is the third book in a series, the I'm series. The first was I'm Bored. The second was I'm Sad. This one is I'm Worried. I and think we've had you on also to you, promote. Yeah, I think yeah, you did. At, yeah. at some point, yeah. And it's, uh, it's about a, a, a little girl and her two friends, one of whom is a potato and one of whom is a flamingo. And they deal with sort of complicated emotions together in a humorous way. <laughs> yeah. In a humorous, humorous <laughs> way. Humorous way. Uh, yes. Do you, do you run this by a, uh, is there, is there a, uh, a, a target a group or a, uh, do you run this by uh, like kids? children? Yes, I would assume children. I don't trust children <laughs> to give me their feedback. Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Those idiots? No. <laughs> no. I'm, so trying, I'm trying to make money. Have you ever watched Yo Gabba Gabba? Do you think? No. Stupid kids. No. Just bright colors and talking potatoes, and you're good, man. It, it is. It is kind of interesting because years ago, you know, uh, one of my first jobs was a was a B Dalton bookstore. Remember they mm-hmm. existed, and uh, the the kids section, the books were always. Wow, who's and somebody's making money off that? You know, Brian Regan does the the, the bit about the uh, <laughs> it's just you know five sentences and there's the book. And well, it, that's yeah. literally how I got into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like reading because I my kids were little when I started writing kids books, and I was I I, I was just thinking to myself because you have to read to your kids every night. I was thinking I know I can write books at least as bad as these. Guys. <laughs> yeah. I know I can. <laughs> and I have a joke with my editor. 
that if I spend more than 90 minutes writing a children's book, I'm doing it incorrectly. <laughs> Have you ever gotten notes back from an editor on a children's yeah, book? Yeah, there'll be notes. Really? A little bit. But honest, I mean, honestly, if I, it, it, you know, soup to nuts. <laughs> I'm spending 90 minutes on it. <laughs> you know, they come out every year and it's, and it's like I've done something. I haven't done anything. Uh, the person who works really hard on it is are the illustrators. The illustrators. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Get, do you get feedback from kids who have read them? Or, or oh, you, yeah. I mean, that's the... I mean, that's got to be cool. That's why you... Do I mean? I mean, nobody. I'm not making any money off these things. Yeah. But uh, but when kids read like your kids' book, I mean, nothing makes you feel better. Yeah. Uh, you know, because their reaction is just it just is honest and and pure. And when they laugh, you know they're really laughing when you're reading them something silly, and it's great. It's really do you great. do? Will you do uh, readings? Have you done that before at, uh, for groups' kids? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course. That's cool. Of course. I mean, for money. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of money. Not, not for free. Oh no! I mean, for the, I mean, to read to stupid kids. Oh yeah, come on. I mean, it's got to be. It's like what you what you guys are paying me today. You know, like a lot of money. You want the talent? You got to pay for it. It's absolutely essential. I wanted to ask about your your Twitter account. Nope. And, no. Oh come on. Oh okay. Your uh the 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 picture on your account. Uh, oh yeah. Who is that? I don't know. Okay. But uh, for a long time, uh, I had a picture of myself wearing. Uh, the Leatherman hat that the you know like the YMCA yeah, leather yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, and and I wore that. I had that because I was at a, a bat mitzvah and they had a photo booth and it was funny to me that the photo booth for the children had as one of the accoutrements that you could dress in, like a leather daddy hat. So I thought that was great. And then I had that on for a long time. And then I was watching Live at the Bike, which is a poker show on YouTube, and that guy was playing. And he, uh, you can't, I mean, I'll describe him. He's just a kind of doughy white guy with a, most of his chest is showing. He's got a gold necklace. He's got dark sunglasses. The perfect Backstreet Boys goatee. Uh-huh. And I just thought to myself, that's who I want to be. All and right. so I took a picture and made him my avatar for Twitter. Uh, How it. is your poker game uh, <clears throat> lately? Well, look, I mean, are if you're asking me if I came to the studio from having played all night at Sugar House, <laughs> obviously I'm going to deny that. Yeah. <laughs> obviously that I would never cop to that. Okay, all right. So we'll just accept it for, <laughs> for what but it is. But did I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there that's you what go. I did. There you go. Are you better at money or money games or are you better at uh, tournaments? Oh, I play I'm a cash player strictly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I'm terrible at that because I'm so afraid to lose my my bank. Well, sure, because you work uh, in a mid-market radio <laughs> station, You're whereas right. I'm on basic cable television. I have nothing but money. Yeah, absolutely. You're a Disney star. Uh, what's the longest you'll sit down and play? Oh, I mean, not long. 36 hours, something like that. <laughs> not long. No, honestly, like, they, if you're, if you're going to sit down and play a cash game, you can't... Well, well, I got an hour or two. Oh, no, 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 no. That's how you give your money to the other players. I mean, if you're really going to play, you want to... You wanna, budget minimum four hours four okay. five hours right. it's, a, it's a wild thing because i do not play i have no desire to play but yet i'm fascinated by watching people play and the <clears throat> the televised tournaments especially now with the with the uh the innovation of the uh of a the lipstick card cam yeah yeah the whole ca- the that cards. that really does make it uh, kind of interesting oh it makes it fascinating yeah. because you you're basically reading their minds as right. you're watching them because their faces are impassive right and yet you can sense everything that's going on Internally, and it's it's mesmerizing. Any any kind of strategy game like that, and all those little, now do 
I don't want you to betray this, but I'm going to ask you to betray it. Do you have? Do you believe you have a tell when you're playing? Oh, I'm sure I do. But yeah. if I knew what it was, I would correct yeah. it. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm, sure have have multiple, I'm sure I have multiple tells. Does your eye or, bleed like in Casino Royale? <laughs> 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 or will you throw a fake tell out there? To, well, I have, have done that. I ha- yes, I've done that. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Yes. Wow. I love I love it. There's there's a there, it's just the minutia there that makes it that can really. Yeah. yeah. And so you so when you sit down at a table, what ends up happening over the course of hours is an entire kind of psychological drama that's occurring between the people seated in the at, in the different seats. And some are coming and some are going. But there's a kind of metagame that's occurring over the course of a long session where you're developing sort of histories and relationships with people um, that will inform how you play against them and how they play against Who's you. Who's the best player you've ever played with and uh, who, who is the best at dismantling other players with this kind of psychology? Uh, so of, of celebrities that I've played with, uh, Norm MacDonald is probably the best. Really? Because yeah. he's one of yeah. my absolute favorites. Oh, he's, the, he's, yeah. he's incredibly funny yeah. and a very good poker player. Um, and I've played with a few pros, but not so they were taking it seriously. Okay. For oh, me, okay. it was blood sport. <laughs> yeah. right. For them, right. it was like, whatever. I'm yes, going was, to die. Yeah. <laughs> was it a celebrity pro-am or something like that? Or? Uh, just like, yeah, different, different, like, yeah, different, like, charity tournaments and things okay. like that. Yeah, because we've we had, had some um, pro players yeah, in here. Yeah, we have, my favorite uh, pro player is probably Daniel Negreanu, uh-huh. and we had him in studio. And what I like about him is that, um, <laughs> I should know better. You work here, right? I do. I do. Wow. <laughs> He's not an open a-hole. Uh-huh. Uh, Can you even... I feel like it's worse to paint the image of an open a-hole than to just say the word that you had to dump. Yeah. yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He's not a gaping open a-hole. <laughs> He's not prolapsed or anything. Oh uh, but uh, there, there are some guys out there that are that are famous, and um, you know, and you're like, this, he's just not a likable person. But Negrano, and on top of it, he's like, uh, you know, world class poker player, one of well, the best. Yeah, I'm one of the best ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I always. Part of me feels scummy playing poker, and part of me feels like everybody I'm playing poker with is also scummy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so which it's, is, it's which all is kind of the appeal. Well, let me ask you: Are you drawn so so as as a long lifelong James Bond fan? Baccarat is I, I'm fascinated watching that, though I have no idea what, what exactly what's going on. But uh, it's a terrible you, game. Have you have you dabbled with other games? Or you just hardline poker. I'm hardline poker. And okay. I think you'll find most poker players, other than like sports betting, maybe are are uh, are strictly poker. Within, most serious poker. Players. Within poker, what what uh, what version of poker? So, uh, well, I play No Limit Hold'em oh, okay. almost exclusively. All right. Um, and in terms of uh, level, do you remember the the piano book that I was playing? Early intermediate <laughs> exercises. Yes, I'm solidly in the in early intermediate okay. exercises. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let me ask about your decorum at a at a cash table. Um, are you like openly talking to no. people? Okay. No, yeah. I'm headphones. I'm in, or do you no step headphones? up and show your gaping a hole? <laughs> <laughs> I focus more on my urethra at the poker table. <laughs> okay. It's just a choice. It's an, it's, it's an aesthetic choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so played? what you see, you've got a picture of me playing poker. I don't even know where that's from, but you can see... That's that, from Sugar House. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, 12 hours ago. 12 you hours can ago. see my demeanor there is very stoic, and that is how I am at the table. Okay. Have you ever played against... Oh, is it Jennifer Tilly? 
Who is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, she's the she's the she's a very big player. Right now she now she is openly admitted to using her her cleavage as a uh, distraction. I do the same thing. You do. The- <laughs> you have to. You will use what, your look cleavage. when you got a rack like mine. You take advantage of it whatever you can. I love it. It's such, such a. I think that's why they, a couple of times. Well, what's your favorite card movie? Where where you know with Cincinnati Kid or or uh, well, Rounders. Rounders, Rounders really sort of changed the landscape of contemporary American poker. Um, but the, um, uh, Cincinnati Kid's a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati Kid's just great. It's, it, all that stuff sort of lends itself to, to in a bizarre way, cinematic drama, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, for the reason that you said. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you understand psychologically what's going on with the people, it becomes very compelling. And Casino Royale, even though it's it's Baccarat. Yeah, and again, is also a ludicrous poker scene. <laughs> yeah. If, if you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Rounders? Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. no. In, in Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Yeah. The no, the, the poker in, in Rounders is, is good. Yeah. Although the tells always kind of piss me off. Like the, the yeah. Oreos. The cookies. Right. Come on. <laughs> it's a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but you're right. In in Casino Royale, that, that final yeah. showdown. Down, you're, everybody one ups the other with the right. best possible hands they can get. And right. Yeah. Their bets are but, ridiculous. But that's Bond. And, Bond has to come. But what would happen in that situation is you would very quickly come to the realization that this game is not on the level. Uh, right. I mean, they, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. just being cheated here somehow. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's beside the point in a Bond movie. Right, right. right. Yeah. Um, There's a big cheating scandal going on in the world of poker, by the way. Oh. Huge po- uh, cheating scandal. What is this? I've not heard this. So it, uh, there's a there's a card room in Sacramento called uh, the Stones Gambling Hall or something. They do a live stream of poker, and there's a player there named Mike Possel who has been winning consistently for the last year and a half, two years. Basically, I think only had one losing session. Is this like a like a Lance Armstrong kind of? Um, uh, it's it's corollary? that it's that it's that level really? in terms of the poker world. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, he, you know, there's. It, it, He's, he was basically on a kind of unfathomable winning streak, and it it it, it seems like what's ha- what happened is he was getting the live feed of the whole cards that everybody else at the table. Oh my god! Had. Oh my! It's not god. proven yet. Yeah, okay. these are still allegations, but it seems almost. Dude, certain. listen, if you're going to pull that scam. You got to lose sometimes, yes. which he didn't seem to understand. Oh, he's right. an idiot. He, I mean, he he's, to, he's I mean, a he smart was, idiot. Yeah, I mean, it works for like a year and a half, two years, but apparently he made, you know, a couple hundred, three hundred thousand dollars doing it. I wonder what kind of, with, with tech and with, you know, there's sort of things like, well, obviously there's Google Glass and, and uh, regular little, I mean, in other words, at, at, a, at a top level tournament, how much examination of the, are the players padded down? Or, I mean, what, because tech right now lends itself to, very surreptitious. Well, if information. you're doing if you're doing streams, yeah. they have special decks called RFID decks that have essentially each card is 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 embedded with a microchip, so really? that so that the cards can be read by a reader, so that they it can then be projected uh, onto video, so people so 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 you and I, the viewer, know what they're playing. If you're just playing in a regular tournament. The, the the cards don't have that, so you wouldn't have the technology wouldn't come into it. There's other ways to cheat, yeah, but that, but not not be, the way that he's doing. It. That's you fascinating. Be, yeah, you got to be careful of street justice, though. I mean, when you're playing at a cash game, and if you're willing to, I don't even know, like mark cards. Some people will do that with like a fingernail. They'll just do like yeah. 
you know, just a tiny little mark on the back of a card. If you if you get caught doing that, you better be careful walking out to your car because somebody might break your knee. I used to have a trick deck, and I thought, wow, you know, as a kid, you go, this I can I can deal a royal flush every time. <laughs> it's like a, it's a little more involved than just that. Can we use my deck? It, it never quite works out that way. So I well, love that, the concept of street justice with yeah. poker, though. That should of, be your new of, show. Bunch of nerds following you out to your car. <laughs> street justice with Michael Ian. Doling out their poker street justice. Have you ever been at a table where somebody was completely caught red-handed? No. Like, no, trying to mark no. cards? Like I that? really only play at casinos, and casinos are very, very yeah. uh, secure. Yep. All right, cool. Wow. Look at this this multifaceted level. Mm-hmm. And is that mainly what you do to kill some time when you're out on the road? You'll, uh, you know, have a little bit of extra I, time? I do that, and uh, I, I nap a lot. Okay. <laughs> I do a lot of napping. <laughs> Napping's good. Yeah. Yeah, it can only help. Uh, Michael Ian Black will be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. There are two shows each night, 7.30 and uh, 10 p.m., so make sure that you don't miss the opportunity. You can get the tickets at Prime Helium. poker hours, by the way. <laughs> Helium <laughs> Comedy Time. Listen, so he's giving up a lot to entertain uh, you. Please go see him. <laughs> Please do. Dude, it's always great to see you. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Michael Ian yeah! Black. We'll take a break and come right back. Make sure you stay with us. with Marissa Magnata tonight from 5.30 to 7.30 for Oktoberfest at Dilworth Park. Open to guests of all ages. Enjoy live music, activities, and seasonal fare. Visit DilworthPark.org for details. Join Jackson tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 for the 14th annual tent sale at Quadratech in Westchester with interactive Jeep displays from top industry vendors, the latest gear, and special pricing and open box deals on Jeep parts and accessories. Details at Quadratech.com. Tomorrow night at 10, Jackie Bam Bam hosts the Vampire, Sex, and Ghosts haunted tour through Old City. From Grim Philly, rated the number one ghost tour in Philly by TripAdvisor. Info and tickets at GrimPhilly.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. I want to plug an event coming up. I will, <clears throat> excuse me, once again be hosting the Souderton Area High School's Big Red Man Marching Band Third annual Big Red Band on the Run. It's a 5K. Okay. I should have just said the uh, <laughs> Saturday Marching Man 5K. It's a long title. Uh, it is going to be Saturday, October 26th at Indian Valley Middle School. And it starts at about, the, the fun run starts at 845. The actual 5K starts at about 9 a.m. Uh, and we raise funds for the band. And so my son is in the band. He's in the color guard. So I'm happy to come out and be a part of him. The band comes out and they play music while the runners are, nice. are doing it. Yeah, they're, <clears throat> they're there. They put on their, um, uh, part of their, uh, not their full halftime routine, but they play the music from it. And Does the band run with their instruments? They don't run with their instruments, but, um, it, it's a good time and hopefully we'll have some nice weather, but it is coming up on October 26th. Uh, we have information about this at PrestonandSteve.com. And there are other 5Ks. we got the Laurel House 5K. Nick and I are going to be at that on the 20th. So you can get the information there. This is a big running season. Uh, fall. People like October to get out October is yeah. insane, the amount of 5Ks and charity events. and it's uh, Fire prevention month. As fire well. prevention. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that's coming up. And then, you know what? Somebody had uh, emailed me about another event for the Variety Club camp. And that is this weekend. It's actually tomorrow. At the, it says uh, in War, it says Worcester. Is it Worcester? I forget. It's different than the Boston one. Okay. Uh, Well, it's not Worcester. Yeah. But anyhow, they had their uh, trail run and fall fest happening. 
four-mile road and trail run around uh, the 88-acre campus on Potshop Road. I think that's Worcester. Anyhow, raises money and education for vocational programs for kids with developmental disabilities. And I got this email from uh, Carla Kempert, and she says her son, Alex, who is now 23, has developmental disabilities, and they've been a variety family for well over a decade. The Variety Club does such great They're stuff. They're amazing. They help so many people. Yeah, love those guys. Uh, and so anyhow... Um, she said that the, uh, that they she loves that they uh, let people like Alex just be kids for a while. Alex's older brother Ryan is also a summer day camp counselor there. It's a fantastic place. Come check that out sometime. Uh, there'll be beer there too. She says, Psh, "Quiet." There'll be beer there too. You have to be over twenty one to get the beer. So I sent that information, Nick, uh, to you, or did okay. I? Uh, you can take a look and see if you can get it. But I've got it's variety. Phila.org uh, slash trail run fall fest that uh, you can check that out. And so a lot of cool stuff going on in your area, I'll bet you, this weekend. <clears throat> and our community page on uh, PrestonSteve.com is a really good uh, depository of all those uh, things. And not a suppository, a depository. Yeah, no, Many of them not. will tear your ass off. Speaking of that, anybody get their ass destroyed last night at Beach Hotel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a great time at Beach, man. Really perfect evening. Uh, the weather was great. Uh, everybody turned down. They had a lot of newbies who had never been there, yeah. which was really cool to see them get... Listen, get on that hayride if you've never been on it. It's mm. it's Universal Studios-level stuff that they built. Casey was remarking about the uh, the canyon that they built. Dude, it's, it's astonishing. It's a, it is really astonishing. Yeah. To, to go through, and so I am kind of a puss. I don't like loud scares. I like a good jump scare, yeah. but I don't like loud banging things and you know, and explosions, so, pyrotechnics. Uh, you know, and so, they have loads of all of that. I love it. So I was riding through the hayride. Yeah. With headphones in, uh, <laughs> listening to uh, a band called Apples in Stereo. But I was I was um, listening. To my music, I was just able to kind of, like, watch everything. Yeah, yeah. And I was just amazed with how well put together everything is. The canyons, that's just yeah. one of the few. And it's a long hayride. And yeah. it's really, really, really good. Yeah. All right. So, but your ass is okay. My oh, asses were fine. Not destroyed. Do we have the audio clip of yesterday? I lied. Uh, I thought your ass was going to get destroyed. Here we go. You have this? <laughs> yes. This is Preston. Scream of the Scream. <laughs> Stop number two. Base Motel Haunted Hayride tonight at yeah. 6 o'clock. Such a good time. It's going to be a beautiful night tonight. Yes, absolutely. Just cloudy skies. A little bit cool. Perfect for uh, getting your, your ass your funk on. Destroyed. By uh, being scared. Why did your ass get your ass destroyed? <laughs> what the hell are they doing down there? It's terrifying. Half of rip this your... motel will rip your butt <laughs> to shreds. You'll be crapping blood for a month. <laughs> Three callers right now. Look at that. It's and you... my sphincter. What happened? 263-WMMR. It's your ass. And by the way, so we went so straight to commercial after yeah. that, and I told Nick Murphy, I'm like, did you have video of us after that? Because we took our headphones off, yeah. and the mics went off, and we just kept laughing and laughing. Casey was turning beat oh, red. Because I couldn't, like, breathe out of my nose. It was so hard, but it was, oh, my God. Get it was your so- ass destroyed. <laughs> what it was is your reaction to it. Like, oh, my God, what am I saying? Because Why did I say it? Get my ass destroyed. Why did I say get your ass destroyed? You Sometimes, say, as I as I'm as I'm revealing, yeah, 
what's going on, and I have to be descriptive. I, I don't think of these things ahead of time. They just uh, they have a stream of consciousness, and on occasion I'll get stuck, and I'll head down a path, and I'm like, where are you <laughs> yeah, going yeah, with yeah, this, yeah. Press? What are you going to do? You're looking for a superlative that indicates uh, a good time, and you mm-hmm. figure getting your ass destroyed would be <laughs> right. Some people right love that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people love that. Glad to hear you guys had a good time. Yes, it was really wonderful. Uh, I'm hungry. How about you guys? Oh yeah. yeah oh, let's let's eat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What? It's time for the connoisseur. What better way to get your ass destroyed? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Casey wanted me to bring the, this up. He saw a list of uh, things that I had here uh, in the connoisseur file to bring up. Uh, if you're looking for a slightly healthier dessert option. You should know that pumpkin pie hummus is a thing that exists now. Oh I've God. had pu- okay. pumpkin hummus, and I so, like it. So there's a whole line of dessert hummus, and you guys were just talking about laughing yeah. uh, uncontrollably. We we were at a girls' weekend, and one of the girls brought these dessert hummus, and we lost it because she was like, you're going to love it. It's so delicious. Wait till you guys try it. She, like, busted it all out. She had it all placed out on the counter, and it was Disgusting. Oh, no. We were hist- because this girl was so excited about bringing this hummus. You know who it is? It's just like Arani saying she oh, brought really? it, oh, and the rest of us were crying right. because it was so gross. I want to ask you why? Because here, here it is. She's telling you how it's a dessert hummus. Why it must be awfully sweet and really, really. Was it just not sweet at it all? It just or? was like, yeah, it was like a mixture of it. Like, think of, uh, I mean, like hummus. It tasted like hummus. It had the texture of hummus. And then it was like added like just a little bit of sweet to yeah. it. It just wasn't a good like mix. Like watered down pumpkin pie. Yeah. Like it, it seems like it would I'd be. rather yeah. have pumpkin pie and, and I love hummus. So yeah. just make it hummus. Well, But so, I've had I've had pumpkin hummus that yeah. didn't, but didn't. Now, this is supposed to, you're supposed to dip with like graham crackers yes, or fruit. Right. Really? Sweet. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. that's ridiculous. So, hummus at its core is just what? Tahini and chickpeas. Chickpeas, chickpeas right? and oil, essentially, and garlic and salt and pepper. And, All right. Uh, so, what's the difference between the chickpea and a garbanzo bean? They're the same thing. Okay. Okay. Yep. One of them can <laughs> I've never had a garbanzo bean in my chest. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. the difference. The old joke. Okay. So, um, it's. So I, I can see how something like this could be kind of turned into I a dessert. You get it a chickpea. Yeah, like, like in other words, like a girl a, urinating a piss yeah. on you as opposed to a... Mm-hmm. That was good. Like, uh, <laughs> that good. Uh, chickpea on my chest. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I can see how something like this could be turned into a dessert because the... Garlic hasn't been added to it or whatever. So was this homemade, Kathy, the friend that Wait, brought it to Wait, why hasn't garlic been added? Because well, it's supposed make, to be a dessert. It's sweet. supposed to be a dessert. So why would you add garlic to a dessert? Well, I think that's why it didn't taste good. It was like like the mixture wasn't. Oh. Um, but no, case it's it's a whole line. Um, and I think that uh, I feel like she got them Costco. Because you know it might have been. Yeah, it might this, have been. In this story that I have here, it's it's called "Delighted by Dessert Pumpkin Pie Spread" uh, from Costco. Okay. So that's right. probably one of those little uh, little setups there. You could probably yeah. sample it over at Costco. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I wanted you to talk about pumpkin spice because did they you probably guys... use that joke, by the way, at Costco. Casey. <laughs> probably. It's a family business. Uh, <laughs> right, I have a funny joke for the kids. What's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo? Mm-hmm. Well, what's the difference between jam and jelly? That one will go <laughs> yeah, over yeah, even that's better. That's a better one. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Hey, kids, what's a hot Carl? <laughs> um, so Sarah posted a picture on Instagram. Sarah uh, Jackson's producer. So hers has a like pumpkin spice chip. I don't even. Is it like a? It's a ball of some sort. Do you guys see this? Because hers is always doing. You guys no. haven't seen it. No, I have not. No. All right, it's a ball. It, it 
It's some sort of some like a dessert ball. I don't know a what chip it, ball. I couldn't tell. It comes in a hers bag, and it's a ball. and it's a here. It's a pumpkin spice something or other. I wasn't sure if you guys oh, it's had a, it's a, a yeah. seen it or B tried it. Oh no, it's you're right. It is a ball. It's, it's a, a snack ball. ball. It's uh, a it says pumpkin ball. spice flavored snack balls. So Casey, I would assume that's got to be like like um, a Cheeto cheese puff. Yeah, cheese puff. Or, yeah, because... one of those uh, cheese. Uh, Okay, yeah, it just yeah. didn't... I have not had it. I know, I want to try it. Do we have them? I want to know where she got it. The um... store? <laughs> which... <laughs> Specifically, which store? The like, can I go to Cho's right now and get it? Like, no. No? no? Honestly, if you want to Are find out... Sure? They, well, Cho's is uh, they're they're innovators. They're right, the one nice they, they get way. everything. They probably every major company product tested Cho's because <laughs> yeah. they still no. have Betamax tapes for sale. I'm sure Casey, they're like cheese balls, but they've just got the the pumpkin spice flavor and more of a dessert. Uh, All right. Thing. By the way, pumpkin doesn't pour to everything. You know the the, the uh, I've had as I told you the, the classic story it traumatized me as a kid. My neighbor who made pumpkin cookies, which sucked. <laughs> which by the way, uh, pumpkin has now. So here's the deal. I don't think it's actually the, the if you want to call it a fruit or a vegetable, whatever it happens to be. It's in the squash family. But um, it's a bird. Uh, it's a bird. <laughs> that that what a lot of what you're tasting that is so called pumpkin flavor. It's not. It's like nutmeg and cinnamon, right? And yeah. these things that, that you yeah. use in in pumpkin pie, in making your pumpkin pinus, but not pinus. <laughs> yeah, you can have. <laughs> you like the taste of the pinus? Uh, I don't think that it's really pumpkin for the most part. I think it's mainly those spices associated with fall and that are added in uh, pumpkin pie and stuff like no, that. I love pumpkin pie. I do, too. Yeah. I absolutely love it. You guys P- like cheese curd? Uh, you mean right. like poutine and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I uh, The the pumpkin uh, snack balls kind of look like cheese curd to me. You know what? the difference between a chickpea and a cheese curd? <laughs> <laughs> I never had a cheese curd on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of pumpkin puree, somebody, a listener sent me this story. Uh, what exactly is in pumpkin puree might surprise you. Um, so there's another ingredient that you'll find in there, and it's squash. Some canned pumpkin puree is actually made from one or more types of winter squash like butternut, Hubbard, Boston Marrow, and Golden Delicious. What the F is going on here? These- Squash varieties can be less stringy and richer in sweetness and color than pumpkin. What the so, f- is it? I think most of the time when you're ordering pumpkin stuff, you're not you're really not, getting pumpkin. You're not getting pumpkin. You think so? Do you think? Yep. I. You think they ever uh, pop in sweet potato too? Maybe sweet potato and pumpkin pie taste very similar, well, and they've got that similar I consistency. I have news for you. Uh, the USDA is actually pretty lenient on its distinction between pumpkin and squash. Uh, their take on the contents of canned pumpkin puree is this: the canned product. Prepared from clean, sound, properly matured, golden-fleshed, firm-shelled, sweet varieties of either pumpkins <laughs> and squashes by washing, stemming, cutting, steaming, or reducing to a pulp. The term pumpkin can apply to two of the three varieties of winter squash, C. Peppo and C. Maxima. And within these two varieties, you'll find Connecticut Field Pumpkins, Dickinson Pumpkins, and what are you doing? Dickinson Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> and Kentucky uh, Field Pumpkins, as well as Boston Marrow Squash and Golden Delicious Squash. So geez. there, you've been lied to. Son of a bitch. You've been eating squash. But I believe, though, that what you say about it's the, um, the, the other stuff that makes it is. I, 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 Doesn't matter, very, I still love it. It's very rare that I've, I, I always like pumpkin pie, even cheap pumpkin pie. I love it. 
Puree grosses me out. I can't order anything if puree is in the... Does it remind you of baby food or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. And, like, sometimes it's just actual vegetables or fruit yeah, mashed just, up. I know. But if, if it says puree on the in- ingredients or menu, I can't get it. No kidding. Yeah. Because puree usually will be an added swirl or something right. like that to whatever is the main dish that you're ordering. Uh, that's interesting. I think, and again, this is See, probably I, just something else in my head. What's the difference between a chickpea and a <laughs> I, I like purees, but uh, the idea of eating, like, baby food makes me want to vomit. Yeah. Ugh. So, all right, but certain baby foods. All Bana- baby foods. No, nah, banana baby food's good. Not to me. No? No. You're wrong. Your opinion is wrong. Your your actual taste and what you like is wrong. <laughs> you've, been, you've been lying to yourself. No, but I I agree with you. Like apple, when it comes- apple apple sauce is apple sauce. Yeah, uh, you know you you like smashed, strained like stuff. I, I can do fruit uh, baby like mashed foods, potatoes, but I couldn't do. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I couldn't do vegetable baby. What foods. about the sweet potato? Um, mashed sweet potato. Do you know like what the enigma of the sweet potato, potato is for me? I, I do not like it in as served as sweet mashed potatoes. No, me neither. Like but I love sweet potato fries. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll eat sweet potato anyway. It, you prepare it, even baby food. Uh, no, except for baby food. <laughs> do you like chidoin? What? What you, like, do you, like what you doing? <laughs> not much, man. How about you? <laughs> Are you? Just, you're just thinking of these. He's, he and is. a way to weave yeah. them in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see what else. Yeah. We're going to switch gears. We're going to move on. Let me find something else here. More from the goddess whore. Uh, we'll stay in Costco for a moment since we did mention that. Uh, if you like to eat cookie dough, Costco is now selling... Sup, dogs? A s- <laughs> What's up, dogs? dogs? <laughs> Uh, 76-ounce tubs of Pillsbury chocolate chip cookie dough. Oh. So 76 ounces, I, I did the conversion. It's 4.75 pounds. It's almost 5 pounds of cookie what? dough. Is this cookie Wait, dough that yeah. is immediately ready to eat, or is it raw cookie dough? I I, I would assume it's raw cookie okay. dough. Oh, okay. But, yes, so go ahead make... and eat it. I know we would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're not supposed to, but we do anyway. Uh, grocery store blogger Costco Buys says the dough can stay good in the freezer for up to two months and at about $8 for the whole tub. That is actually a great deal. If you're getting five, essentially five pounds of cookie dough for how, eight bucks. How many cookies would that yield, would you believe, on average? Mm, I don't it's know. a lot of you, cookies. You know, you know what, though? I always find that those cookies don't taste as fresh after you cook them. Mm. Uh, like as which, opposed to you making your, you know, the own, your own cookie dough. Uh, I've never made my own cookie so dough. That's, so that's did know. you say eight pounds of cookie dough? No, no, no. Four point seven five for eight dollars. You've oh. never made your own cookie dough? No. Uh-uh. Oh, that's yeah, surprising. Never done it from scratch. I'm not a baker. I'm not. Yeah, I've no. never. I'm I'm, a baker. I, I like to cook, but I'm not into uh, to baking. That's like the only thing I'll try. Baking, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to wow. cooking. I would like to make that into one big cookie. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I kind of like the idea. Of, you know, Steve, I know you like chocolate chip cookies. I adore them um, but... more than anything on earth. <laughs> but if you have a little bit of patience, you know. Um, having like a nice fresh baked cookie in a matter of what twenty minutes? How how long? You... My wife will do the do the you know from from scratch deal. Yeah, right? I do that. More. Well, I'm saying, but from the scratch. But like, suppose you're just sitting there watching TV and you're like, man, I could really go for some cookies. I'll do the cookie dough. Yeah, I'll do the cookie dough, man. Yeah, you just throw the cookie dough in the oven and you boom, you got boom. Yeah, you got some cookies and just a or, half the, or hour. the or the loaf that you just. 
Yeah. I just I wish I could I could bake without um, fire recipes. <laughs> with, with just being able to know you need that oh, much right. baking that much, soda yeah. and you need this much My flour. Mom can do that. And, yeah, that's My a, a mystery to yeah, me. Yeah, she's a baker and a, and a cooker, and she makes good chocolate chip cookies. She doesn't put raisins in them. <laughs> yeah. uh, hmm, but uh, that's a mystery. She's good at, at doing that, Preston, not knowing what the ingredients are off the top of her head. Mm. Steve, if you took this whole thing, this yeah. tub, and uh, to your one cookie idea, uh, I I would I think we should try that. I think we should take this. I don't tub. think it would work. What, what, you need a ju- you, you need do it in a pizza, pizza oven. We could oh oh uh, in a pizza oven. Uh, uh, Lorenzo's. Yeah, we could do that. I think the the hard part though is um, I don't think cookies. It. No, I don't think cookies are supposed to be made that big. I don't think it would cook yeah. right. I it don't wouldn't. think what it's Doesn't made of. Yeah. Cook, I just want to sleep in it. Would cook all the way through. Want to try and, it? And yeah. you you would have most of it burned on the outside, and the middle would probably be. Can really, you talk to Giuseppe? It would be raw. <laughs> I know this is sacrilege, but I don't like. It's not that I don't like, but I don't prefer a cookie cake. You know, there's like giant. Chocolate right. chip cookie oh, cakes, yeah, because they're not good, they, they, right? They're not as no, they're, they're, they're not, awesome. They're not as good, I should say. Like the the actual cream, cur- right. the the cookie cake with the, uh, the with your letters written on it for your birthday and all that stuff. I love them. Yeah, hey, I freaking all right. love them. Is this a compliment or not? I see a text. <laughs> all right, all right. Give it to us. This show is so effing stupid. I love you guys. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Compliment. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, well, thank you. No big news. How Thanks. stupid we are. Um, there is another uh, thing that's coming out, Ooh. and this is pretty cool. Uh, cool things from the connoisseur. I'm curious as to what you think about this. Pop-Tarts will be coming out with a pretzel chocolate flavor soon. Right, run it by me again. Here. So a cho- it's a pretzel chocolate flavored Pop-Tart. The flavor was revealed in 2000 uh, at the 2019 National Association of Convenience Stores All right. uh, recently. A statement from Kellogg says the new Pop-Tarts will include... A delicious filling inside a pretzel-inspired crust. There with, we go. With salt flake topping. You answered my question. That could be because good. I was wondering if the if the actual filling was a combo pretzel. No, but the actual Outside. tart, the tart of itself, or the yes, the actual enclosure is a pretzeled type of bread. I like this idea. I love this kind of idea. It's, I feel like pop tart though is one of those foods that was good as a kid and. It's not as and good as better you think as it is. an adult. <laughs> yeah, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I haven't had one in a long time, but I tell you what, I could go for a blueberry one right now. <laughs> blueberry s'mores. Was, oh, s'mores is so good. Oh my god! I always went for more of the fruit flavored ones than, I, the, than the chocolate. I started ones. with the fruits and then I uh, I left. Mm-hmm. I left town and came back. Do you toast man. them or no? Yeah, I well, rarely toast them. No, no. The, <laughs> no, the s'mores one. I think they're better <laughs> toasted, but. There's nothing wrong with eating them non-toast. Steve, we would in college. You know would... what? Two of them are only a 1,500 calories. Oh, that's <laughs> not that bad. In college, we weren't worried about that. But we would take our late night trips to Redner's and um, we would grab uh, Pop-Tarts and peanut butter, like s'mores Pop-Tarts, yeah. and then co- toast them and then put peanut butter on them. Holy moly. Well, the, cho- the, the chocolate was a revelation as a kid when they came out with that. I, my, my first preference was Preston the Blueberry Pop-Tart, just sensational. Yeah. Uh, but the um, the the s'mores you redefined me. Right. I actually wrote down in my stack of ideas here pop tart event. Okay, what does that mean? I don't know. I wrote it down though that we Ooh. should have some sort of pop tart centric thing, almost like a pop up bar, but a pop tart bar. Pop tart bar. Yeah. Pop tart bar. And have <laughs> slutty women. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. made it here first. <laughs> Bring the sluts. Always have slutty women. Right, Whatever yeah. you do, something slutty women. <laughs> right. Bring your friend. Uh, <laughs> so anyhow, it seems it says two filling flavor choices are available now: brown sugar cinnamon and chocolate. I love brown sugar cinnamon. Those both work for me. They work mm-hmm. for me. Why are we waiting? I do, Why well, are we doing the show right now and not driving? Because there's no word on a release date yet. Oh. Oh, so they, who who they, makes Pop-Tarts? Uh, Kellogg's. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I just wasn't sure if there was a Kellogg factory around here anywhere. We actually have, but at home right now, do you have Pop-Tarts in your cupboard somewhere? No. My kids, we never, they, we didn't become a, a Pop-Tart family. But as a kid, I said, well, I have a Pop-Tart right here. <laughs> Where did she find Marissa? a Pop-Tart? Marissa Marissa brought them in here. Right? We have vending machines. Chose. Oh, right, right, right. Where are vending machines? Did, did it come from they, the vending that, machines? That's from Cho's. Oh, she just Chose? said vending machine. Oh, I thought you said Cho's. Vending machine. Vending so, machine sounds like Vending Chose. machine. Vending machine. machine. Oh, my God. Okay. Wait, no. what? 410 calories. For one? No, for, for, for the pouch. For oh, two. that's not that bad. <laughs> So what two, flavor? So two hundred and five. Oh per, my god! For one. For one, I know wow. that is a lot. That means you could have ten a day. This is what for your in complete yeah for your yeah, for your daily intake on your program. Frosted strawberry. <laughs> Frosted strawberry. Do you may want ten, one. I'm, I'm not going to have one. I'll have a I'll have a quarter of one. Do you want to split with me? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's <laughs> a shocker. Nick was a tough sell. Does <laughs> <laughs> so anybody want chart? Yeah. <laughs> Catch what are we eating? Right. Coming over. There we go. Nick, here's two-thirds for you. All right. right. Oh. Casey, want this? Uh, No, what about you? I don't want any. Oh, really? Dude, I got sausages. What about you, Press? No, Dad. What about you? (laughs) Um... No, I've got sausages from uh, Dilworth Park that I'm going to have in a little bit. Oh! No. Mm -hmm. Where are they? Where are the sausages? Uh, okay. Let me find something else here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me? <laughs> All right, we're going to get a little more healthy now. A new type of apple is on the way. Boo! <laughs> Washington State. <laughs> Boo the apple. The largest apple producer in the United States says a new variety they've developed could potentially revitalize the premium portion of the apple industry it is called don't <laughs> it is called the cosmic crisp that is the name oh, wow. so what is the best eating apple by your uh, estimation it depends on what you're in the mood for i the last chocolate apple that i really <laughs> that i really fell in love with was the uh, the honey crisp apple they're they're large they're sweet and uh the what, uh, I want I, a sweet apple. What what has to I, I think is the the rind can turn me off. That's why the regular gala apples, the red ones, yeah, the rind is bitter. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Yes, Next it time, is. Yeah, so I've I stopped eating those. I think Golden Delicious are really good. Uh, for a while, I ate Macintosh, but I I got tired of those. Um, There's and, an apple that I love, and I have no idea what. Fuji, the, Pink the Ladies. I, maybe it's the pink. Is, They're all pink. Is on it the more kind? It's a more pink color than it mm-hmm. is red. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it then. Okay, they they make one called a grapple. You ever had that? No, no. And I it, took a grapple the other night. <laughs> it's uh, it's an apple that actually has a. A flavor of a, of a grape. I have had that. Yeah, okay. and it's 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 bizarre when you yeah. first bite into it because it it really does taste like a grape. There is also a banana that is the same way, and we found out about this while we were in Hawaii. They um, they're the small, they're very small bananas, uh, and I forgot the the technical name for them, but they they taste like grapes. It's pretty wild. Uh, they're really good. Uh, and then there are all grapes that taste like cotton candy. Yeah, the cotton candy grape. Yeah, never had that. Have you ever had a grabster, which is a, uh, a lobster that tastes like a grape? No, I hadn't. No. Now no. they also have out right now these grapes that are they're like ov- long, ov- yeah. lengthy oval shaped kind of grapes. They're yeah. they're purple, no. and I think they're called. They're not nightshades. It's night something or the other. Um, they're really good. Uh, and you can only get them for a short time. We've been eating those oh, no like kidding. crazy at home. Yeah. There's an apple that I love. Yeah, it is, uh, it's like 
all like tan. The whole thing is tan. The and, apple is? Yeah. Okay. So it's covered in caramel. I love it. It's delicious. Tan. <laughs> uh, so this is called the Cosmic Crisp. It is a deep, it's a deep red with a tiny, with tiny star-like specks. And it will launch in December along with a multi-million dollar advertising campaign. So they're really going to push this. Who's pushing it? Morgan Freeman? The new <laughs> apple. You like apples. The new apple was created by crossing the Honeycrisp. Which is my favorite, as I've there told you, you and enterprise varieties over the course of 20 years. It took wow. them that long. And growers and marketers are hoping that it can become the new flagship Apple. It's the enterprise. When uh, was the last time an Apple made you shoot in your pants? Morgan <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freeman. And uh, marketers are hoping it will become the new flagship <laughs> Apple of Washington State. Apple eating just got real. And when creating the new apple, the horticulturalists uh, set out to replicate the crisp bite and sweet tartness of the honey crisp, but without the fruit's finicky traits. Well, what the hell are the finicky traits? Well, you know, they play coin, they run off the table. Interesting. Which was the apple you didn't like? Um, oh, no, the gala, gala apples. Oh, I like those. The regular, or no, wait, I'm sorry. Red Delicious. Red Delicious. They're not delicious. Oh, right. Maybe red. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, No, not the gala. I'm sorry. Do you know what I love Uh, also? And I just had some fresh, good quality watermelon. Watermelon. Yeah. Uh, But through, if you, and they say, okay, watermelon's available throughout the year, but as you go into the winter months, wherever they're getting the watermelon from, it just never tastes right. No. And then now we're ending, you know, the, the, um, because yep. there's really not a lot of nutritional corn, benefit. Corn's that way too. Corn Did has, it, has oh, really? so they say it's year round, but it's really not. No corn. They're bringing corn, it in. Corn has a season, and it's definitely spring. You know uh, when? Or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, summer? yeah, Sum- yeah, around summertime. Yeah, yeah. after they, they started growing. Time growing. to eat corn. <laughs> I don't By really way, eat the, corn. The grapes I was talking about are moon drops. Uh, those are what those are. Uh, you don't eat corn. I don't eat corn. No, and I love religious reasons. On the cops. No, you know so what? Good. It's not that I don't like it. I it's it has to do with it getting stuck in my teeth. Okay. I don't eat popcorn either. Yeah, I don't eat popcorn. For that reason. It impacts my teeth. I don't <laughs> eat it. Corn on the cob. <laughs> I, have perf- I had a cavity the other day. And We're listen, lucky. that's part of the reason why I cut my fruit too. Because if I get like an apple, like part of the the skin from an apple caught in my tooth, it will ruin my day. Okay. Or pears. Yeah. And if you cut it up, it doesn't get stuck in your teeth as much. Teensy pieces. How many times when Dennis is coming home does he just figure, no, not tonight, not tonight. I'm just going to go. I'm driving. Um, (laughs) She's sitting in the the garage with the car running. There was an apple piece in my teeth. (laughs) You are. uh, You're deranged. I'm going to keep driving. I have perfect teeth. (laughs) No, not tonight. I can't do it. Listen, you a-holes. <laughs> like, don't you like flossing? Like, well, this is my exit. <laughs> no, nope. no, can't do it. Dennis, yeah. just sitting on a bench on Fayette Street. <laughs> what are you doing here, sir? Not going I don't home. Know. I don't know. I can't. Um, yes, I like flossing, but I just I, I can't. If it's stuck in there, oh, oh it man. hurts so yeah. bad. Mm. She flosses with piano wire. So so anyway, uh, the new uh, Apple, Apple will be coming out in December. Cool. I can't uh, wait to cut it up. Damn, or something I was going to mention. I get before. hungry every time you do the connoisseur. Yeah, I do too. Absolutely. Somebody says there's a Rambo Apple. Is that true? 
See if you can look that up because if there's an if there's an apple yeah. named after Rambo, there is no way. Oh yeah, sure enough. This is gonna get popey. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is over. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned uh, caramel apples. Yeah. I really don't care for those. Uh, no. They got to be covered in nuts. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you love nuts in your food. I, <laughs> I, I will tell you this: um, candy apples, fresh-made caramel apples are are are, are fine. But I agree with you, Preston. I always thought as a kid, man, and then I'd have them. And I was like, I was always underwhelmed. And then the candied apples, which would rip your teeth out of yes. your skull. Yes. <laughs> that Whatever that red candy stuff it, is. You it, might as well chew into, like, you know, the thing they used to make those click clacks out of. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Why don't they make Kevlar out of that? Yeah. Mm. Do you guys know where uh, Waikako, Pennsylvania is? Mm-mm. Ever heard of that? All right. Mm-mm. So the guy that invented the uh, Rambo apple was named uh, Peter Gunnarsson Rambo. I know all of this off the top of my head. And uh, he was an immigrant mm-hmm. um, from Sweden. And uh, One he... day I'll go to the United States and make the Rambo apple. And so <laughs> they formed New Sweden right here in Pennsylvania. You're an idiot. <laughs> and then there's a Rambo's Rock along the Schuylkill River. Named for his family. No way. Uh-huh. I'm okay. currently working on a tango and s- cash squash. <laughs> <laughs> what right. distinguishes a Rambo apple other than the machine gun on the side of it? <laughs> Uh, the hair and the yeah. uh, and the and the, and the, the bandana. bandana. Yeah. All right, right, Preston. Uh, caramel apples, you say no to, but what about apple dippers? Have you ever had those? I forgot what. Where you dip the little chunks into the? Oh yeah. my God! Yes, that the dip, the apple dip mm-hmm. is fan. That's fine. Fantastic. Yeah, it's like I've... it's a caramel dip. Oh, I love that. I do do absolutely love you it. Do the do, dip. Do. Yeah. <laughs> you do do the dip. Do do the. Hey, do. do you say caramel and caramel kind of the way people say Caribbean ex- and Caribbean? I exchange them. Yes. Yeah. So I don't say uh, caramel apple. I yeah. say caramel apple. Caramel apple. Uh, but if I'm talking about like uh, uh, a swirl, uh-huh. I say caramel. Yeah. So I pick and choose. Mm-hmm. Your macchiato would be a caramel macchiato. No, I'd no. probably say caramel, caramel macchiato. macchiato. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. You say Caramello. (laughs) Then everyone at the uh, (gasps) cafe. What? (laughs) They're all going to laugh at you. All right. Anyway, we should wrap up the connoisseur there. I had one other thing, but we'll get to it another time. What was the other thing? (laughs) Um, The other thing was rotisserie chicken flavored Pringles are coming out soon. I love rotisserie chicken. Chicken, do you? Uh, I do. But Pringles? But in Pringles, that's kind of odd. Pringles are what you eat when you don't have regular potato chips. Parmesan and roasted uh, garlic. (laughs) Uh, in their post about it, um, Candy Hunting says, it's a, that's a website, uh, Kellogg suggests stacking the two flavors to create chicken parmesan. Oh, so I'm sorry. They're, they're doing rotisserie chicken. They're also doing parmesan and roasted garlic. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Parmesan and roasted garlic. All right. That's it. <laughs> you did it anyway. I did it anyway. I coached another one out of the connoisseur. That you did, sir. All right. Uh, we need to take a break. And after all this food chat, yeah. we should give away a $50 gift card that we have for today's <laughs> meet and eat for Dilworth Plaza. Nice. Great place to go get your ass destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Marissa's going to be there today from uh, 530 to 730. And we'll take caller number 15 and 16 give you a $50 gift card. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, drink up because they have a festive makers Mark Bourbon cocktails, Ooh. Victory Brewing Company's Feast uh, Fest beer, and uh, Goose Island brews will be served in the pop up beer tent uh, in true Oktoberfest fashion. So we'll nice. take those callers now. Set you up. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. 
Godsman. The Struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We need to do the Bizarre file, so we're gonna... Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. <laughs> Brought to you this morning by Temple Football, battling number 23 Memphis this Saturday at noon at Lincoln Financial Field. Don't miss the Temple homecoming festivities at the game. Kids tickets on game day are only 10 bucks. You can visit owlsticks.com. A, I, th- I want to say this is a follow-up story. You guys tell right. me if this sounds familiar or not. A 36-year-old man has been accused of secretly filming 94 men urinating in bathrooms at a bowling alley after police uncovered 150 video clips on his cell phone. It sounds familiar. Ryan Gainier from Michigan was initially charged with 25 counts of voyeurism and 25 counts of computer crimes in June. The prosecution later agreed to drop 45 counts in a plea deal, meaning he would instead be sentenced on five and serve between two and seven years in prison. But appearing at his sentencing hearing on Tuesday, Gainier dropped his guilty plea as the defense argued his sentencing deal had not been calculated correctly. Police were called to the Woodhaven Bolarama when Justin Barry reported seeing a cell phone appear out of a nearby stall. Justin Barry? Using the bathroom. Is that yeah. Chuck Barry's other brother? It might be. His other cousin. Yeah. Uh, Barry was then looking inside the stall and found Gainier, the accused who worked as a poker dealer at the Winning Hand Poker Room, was then removed from the bowling alley and fired. And he said he wouldn't give up his phone to me. He just sat down on the toilet and said, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. Oh, man. Um, and police. What's were, the difference between a chickpea? Yeah. Uh, police were able to seize Gainier's uh, oh. cell phone where they found 150 video clips that contained images of the reported victim and other unknown male victims urinating and appeared to have been taken from an adjacent bathroom stall. Uh, so according to his lawyer, he said he's completely shamed. He's shamed by the entire community. They're getting a kick out of this, and they just love this. <laughs> he's a broken man, and he knows he's going away today. The question is for how long. So he's going to head back to court on October 20th. The effort involved with getting all that. Yeah, yep. A uh, newlywed man was critically injured after he fell 16 feet from a balcony on a Carnival cruise ship off of the coast of Louisiana. John J.T. Holiday tumbled over a railing on the Carnival Valor just after midnight on Tuesday, his new wife, Amber Lee, said. She said she and her husband had tied the knot over the weekend and departed on a honeymoon cruise to Mexico on Monday. She said she and J.T. were headed back to their room from one of the ship's bars after drinking for several hours. When he wandered off, she turned back to look... And she was shocked to learn he had fallen from the 14th deck to the 10th. Speaking from her husband's hospital bedside on Wednesday, she said she still doesn't know exactly what caused him to fall because no one witnessed the accident. She said the newly had spent their first few hours on the ship enjoying their unlimited drink package at the bar. She estimated that JT... Drank about 10 margaritas over the course of the day. That probably helped with this. He didn't appear to be intoxicated when the couple started to get sleepy and went back to their room around midnight. Amberly was walking slightly ahead of JT because she was seasick from the rough waters and wanted to lie down as soon as possible. When she got to the room, she realized JT was no longer with her. Where's, he was gone. Where's JT? Uh, she went, We're going to Mexico. <laughs> she went back to look for him and found him lying on a lower deck by the pool with two men who heard the impact. He had plummeted 16 feet. 
Uh, JT was taken to the ship's medical area and given uh, pain medication. Crew members contacted Coast Guard. So he drifted in and out of, med- uh, of, uh, of consciousness. A helicopter had to fly in and they because they were about 65 miles away. The flight crew attached ropes to the stretcher that JT was on, and they lifted him on board the helicopter. So it was a big operation. A big deal. So you have to imagine what that's going to cost. Well, he was in critical condition. Uh, they took him to surgery, and he had a, a he had a spleen laceration. <sighs> yeah. So. Like, listen, he could have fallen off the side of the ship. Yeah, but uh, lucky for him, he only fell four four, four stories. stories. Yeah, yeah but he's he's going to be okay. But it was pretty nasty. So. Uh, okay, this is pretty interesting. A 17-year-old girl was kidnapped in northern San Diego County after a group of teens hatched a plan to gather information on a man they believed was seeking underage sex, but the plan went awry. The kidnapping was reported at a Starbucks. When deputies arrived, they were told the teens, two 17-year-olds and one 18-year-old, had used a social media app to contact a man they said was seeking sex with underage girls. The group hoped to expose the mail and turn over the information to law enforcement agencies for prosecution. The teens made contact with a 32-year-old man identified as Robert Dreyfus and exchanged a series of text messages. They eventually agreed to meet. Investigators believe that Dreyfus persuaded the 17-year-old girl to get in his vehicle to talk before driving out without driving off without her consent. He was kidnapping her. Huh. Yeah. The teen sent a message for help to others who then called 911. Deputies made contact with Dreyfus on his cell phone, and he pulled over about two miles away. They rescued the teen who was unharmed, and they detained him. He was later arrested on suspicion of kidnapping. So wow. they were trying to set up this kind of sting operation. Yeah, teenagers, it got a little too real. It could have gotten really, really bad, So, but uh, fortunately, it didn't. Uh, And then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap up. Yeah, I love this one. Uh, 29-year-old Chad Azine was arrested for possession of drug paraphernalia, possession of crack cocaine, possession of methamphetamine, and uh, bicycle lamps required on his tricycle. (laughs) He had a tricycle? On Monday, shortly after midnight, officers were were patrolling when a suspect later identified as Chaz Azine was observed riding a tricycle with no lighting. (laughs) Upon making contact with Azine, he became very nervous while yelling profanities. Pull over. This invet, uh, this investigation led to officers searching his person, at which time a glass smoking pipe containing suspected cocaine residue was located on his person. Officers were unable to complete the search before he fled from officers on foot. I guess the tricycle was not going to be a good getaway vehicle. Do they make a full adult-sized tricycle? Oh, yeah. yeah. They do. Yeah, they I have do. one. Yeah. You have one? Uh, yeah, for the sure. Okay. A brief foot pursuit after a brief... I'm sorry. I just see you riding a tricycle. <laughs> Chuck got one first. I'm like, Ooh, it's got a little basket in the back. You can put like bagels and hoagies and, and stuff such. in there. Yeah. Uh, he surrendered to police, but not before he threw several bags of suspected methamphetamine and crack cocaine out. Uh, they managed to track him down and arrest him. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, as we take a break, I failed to realize that we've got this screening uh, Zombieland Double Tap. It's on Tuesday, and I need to give away all of the tickets today. So I'm going to take 34 callers right <laughs> wow. now at 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Jesus. It's at 70 interns are going, oh, Jesus, Preston, are you serious? Take as many as you can. Uh, 7.30 at the Regal in King of Prussia, and it is next Tuesday, October 15th. So you need to be there by 7 o'clock. 
215263WMMR. Let's get you to the movie. It's, uh, what, 10 years in the making since yeah. it came out, right? Yep. And I yeah. think uh, Leah Thompson's daughter's in it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. All right, call now. We'll see if you can win. We're going to come back in a second. Lesson, question, trash, music, news. That's up next. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Here, Preston and Steve. You can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Now. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday morning. We're getting really close to giving away our Word of the Week prize. It's going to be uh, just a few minutes away. So uh, if you've been collecting those letters, get ready to put them together and make whatever word it happens to be. We'll see. And uh, you might be on your way to Los Angeles. That's a pretty awesome trip. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to give away a different prize. We're going to do the lesson question. Digital download of Disney and Pixar's Toy Story 4, uh, which you could win. And the question uh, that we'll go with this morning is... What is pop music? 215-263-WMMR. All right, do you remember? I don't. Did I say it? You did. I okay. wrote it down as a band name. Did I say it? Actually. Hey, Press? Yeah. We're going to have to text your answer in because uh, people are calling about that uh, movie right now. <laughs> oh, about the 34, 34 movie passes, they <laughs> yeah. said? So if uh, people want to text their answers, we'll pull uh, uh, the random. Text your answer. What is pop music? 39333. First time ever we've done this for this, the uh, lesson question. We're innovators, I guess. Mm. Uh, it's my fault because I asked for 34 people to call in for <laughs> movie tickets. All right, we're going to do the trash while you're texting in the proper answer. We'll grab a random texter who gets it correct. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Dietz and Watson, the official deli meat, cheese, franks, and sausages of the Eagles. Mm. Uh, start your pregame with their fan favorite 100% all beef franks. Where are the sausages? Deets and Watson. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, yet again, Jersey Shore's Ronnie Ortiz Magro and Jen Harley finally deciding to call it quits after their last battle found Magro being wheeled away by police while strapped to a gurney. Magro says he and Harley realized it was over after they maxed out their iPhoto account with mugshots. Oh, yeah. Hey! After tattooing an inordinately large Medusa on his face, Aaron Carter decided to get a huge lion tattoo on his neck. Carter says the lion is a symbol of someone looking to draw attention away from the big stupid Medusa tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, now that Larry King's divorce, his seventh wife, Sean Southwick, is underway. Their $17 million Beverly Hills home has been put up for sale. The 85-year-old King says the house boasts many unique features, including a fully stocked prune juice cellar. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to... Well, I know we'll get an answer. I just got to go to the text messages and find one. I think now Marissa was doing it. Is she putting them on line 12 right now? I don't even know what to do. Uh, We got Justin on line 12. Stop it. We do. She did that? All right. Uh, Hey, Justin, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Yo, bud, I just need to know, what is pop music? It's a fickle mistress. A fickle mistress. Oh, that's right. Let me say that again. A fickle mistress. And hang on, Justin, because we are going to give you a digital download of Disney and Pixar's Toy Story 4, which is available on digital and 4K Ultra HD HD and Movies Anywhere Now and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. 
Yeah. Brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie, it's a Primo. Well, we mentioned this the other day. Metallica made an announcement. They will headline five major North American festivals next year, all of which are produced by Danny Wimmer Presents. Uh, The events are Epicenter, Welcome to Rockville, Sonic Temple, Art and Music Festival, Louder Than Life, and Aftershock. And they're nowhere near us. Uh, They're going to be in Charlotte, uh, Daytona Beach, Columbus, Ohio, Louisville, Kentucky, and Sacramento, California. What about their postponed dates? Uh, now that I don't know. The, right. This this doesn't happen until May of next year. That's when it, this is All going right. on. So I don't know about the uh, postponed days. So that will be the banners are, are going to play two separate headlining sets at each stop, with a unique set list for each performance, resulting in ten completely different shows. Uh, so these will be Metallica's only U.S. festival appearances in 2020. Foo Fighters have just released another in the band's recent ongoing series of online EPs. Titled 01020225, the new offering contains several songs which previously saw releases as uh, bonus tracks, some of them on international singles. Uh, the four-song EP features uh, studio tracks The One, Win or Lose, those are both studio, and a live version of Planet Claire, recorded in October 2002 at the Super Club in New York City, and a cover of the psychedelic first Sister Europe. EP is now available on most streaming services. In the meantime, they've started work on another album. A Guns N' Roses superfan named Rick Dunsford has been banned by the group for life from attending their shows after he allegedly leaked some songs online. Ah, that's got to be the ultimate torture for him. And it's really interesting how he came about this stuff. So Dunsford has seen Guns N' Roses 32 times, has their autographs tattooed on his body, and even named his son Axel. He was waiting in line to see his favorite band in Wichita, Kansas, earlier this week when he was approached by security and told to leave the property. Dunford claimed in an interview that the band had people looking for him at an earlier date as well. He said while he was waiting in line for the Wichita show, he was also received an email from a Guns legal representative telling him that he's not welcome at the band's performances, apparently because they blame him for a massive leak of unreleased Guns material. Now, Dunsford explained... That he and other fans purchased some 20 CDs worth of unreleased Guns music from a person who bought a storage locker that once belonged to the band's label rep, a guy named Tom Zutuat. Uh, the latter... Zutuat? Z- Zutuat. Okay. Uh, anyhow, the latter had apparently abandoned the locker. The band's camp reached out to Dunsford asking for the material back. An agreement was made and they refunded him his money. But the original owner continued to leak the material, which the group blamed on Dunford. Now, I don't know who the original owner was. Well, well, this sounds a little bizarre here. That's what this guy said. He explained, uh, the band is pretty much for the rest of my life. It's what the head of security in that video is telling me. They made it clear that if I'm spotted at all, I will be arrested on the spot. I was supposed to go see them on Sunday. Uh, So, we'll see. This reminds me of the guy with Rush, uh, Nick. Oh yeah, there was a guy locally yeah. who was uh, was really tight with the band and had gotten his hands on some unreleased material. It might have been the Signals album, and had actually given it to somebody here at MMR to play. And they had asked, "Are you sure we can play this?" He said, "Sure, I know the band. Go ahead and play it." Uh, it was not okay. Oh man, and that dude ended up becoming banned, yeah, essentially from them, and actually tried to show up when or did show up when Pierre uh, had interviewed <sighs> Getty Lee. 
in person, and Getty apparently pulled the guy aside and spoke to him personally and said, you have to stop. You got to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Man. You can't, you can't do this. Could you imagine that? No. Your complete adoration for this band and your... Yeah. But it sounds like in the case of the Guns N' Roses thing that the guy was just sort of secondhand caught up in this. Yeah, I don't know. We'll or see. maybe he's evil. And then the last story, Blink-182, Motley Crue, and Iron Maiden leave in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's in-museum Voice Your Choice fan vote. Uh, fans can cast their ballot in person at the Hall of Fame Museum using the Voice Your Choice interactive section in the new Hall of Fame ga- gallery. More than 80,000 votes have been cast at the museum in Cleveland during the year with the crew at 3,152 votes, followed by Blink-182 at uh, 2,217 Maiden at 1,771, and Dave Matthews Band at 1,552. Uh, the crew has been gaining votes since the release of the band's biopic, The Dirt, last March. I knew that would have to be it. Anyone who visited the museum is allowed to take part in the poll, which is separate from the annual fan vote that takes place once the nominees have been revealed. Which, by the way, the official nominees uh, for the class of 2020 will be announced on October 15th. I watched The Dirt for a second time. It's, it's fun. It's uh, a fun movie. I loved it. All right, and there you go. Music news for everybody. I have one last $50 gift card to give away for Dilworth Plaza and Oktoberfest, which starts today at noon. And Marissa is going to be there tonight. Uh, she'll be there from 530 to 730. So stop by and see her. Uh, the popular Stein hoisting competition returns. Uh, by the way, we'll take caller number 16, and I'll give you those tickets, 215-263-WMMR, the, the $50 gift card that is. Uh, but the Stein hoisting is going to be Saturday at 4.30. Guys and gals contest their strength for a chance to win the awesome prizes. Uh, other activities include apple pressing and cider making, pumpkin painting, Ooh. and more. All right, we'll set you up. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, give it all away when we return. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. White Stripes. Seven Nation Army on MMR. It is 1031 Friday morning. It's glorious. It's wonderful. It's stupendous. It's also the last day for Money Shark, so don't miss the next four opportunities to win $1,000 today. Pierre's going to get your next one uh, coming up in about a half hour from now, so we don't want you to miss these opportunities. And if you do it through the MMR mobile app or through the website, WMMR.com, you might win the $10,000 grand prize when the whole thing's over with, which will be done today, so you never know. Uh, let me see. We have had a fun day today. I would like to thank Mr. Mike Lee Black hey. for being in our studio. He's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. There are two shows each night, 7.30 and 10. Uh, very funny, very cool, very talented guy. HeliumComedy.com uh, to get those tickets. And thank you to Dilworth Park hey. for being here. Oktoberfest starts today at noon, and it goes through Sunday and it's uh, 1 South 15th Street in Philly. And Marissa will be there today. And that's from 5.30 to 7.30. So make sure you stop by and see her because I'm sure she's got some stuff to give away and have a good time. And uh, the food's great. And oh, my I God. Thank yeah. them for bringing all the sausages and potato salad and Maker's Mark bourbon mustard. And so donuts. And donuts, too. I didn't even have a donut. Yeah. Wish I would have had a donut. Freaking donuts. Freaking donuts. <laughs> Uh, so I guess we need to do the letter of the day. 
Yeah, I could do that. You sure? I, yeah, well, I just freaking uh, deleted the, the uh, sound element. Okay. We so you freaking deleted the sound element. I'm not going to do it without right. the sound element. You know, I'll take this moment to tell you that there's a new Daily Rush video up, and it's called Exploding Bull Semen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I remember that story. Yes. Yeah. And That's a good it, one. The description says, put a call in to Peter North. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exploding bull semen. Uh, so if you would like to see the new video, it is available at uh, PrestonandSteve.com, and it is sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. You ready for this case? Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter Y, as in... Yazoo Kazoo Kazoo. All right, yeah, Yazoo Kazoo Kazoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, caller number six, 215-263-WMMR. You will get to uh, take a stab at this. Tell us what you think that word is, and you might win that trip to L.A. that we have to give away. So we'd love to set you up with that. Give us a call right now. A vision in red today, Pierre Robert. I thank you. How you doing? Very, very red. Very red. Yes. It's nice. Oh, I didn't even see the glasses. The glasses are red, too. Yeah, they, they are. are. Very nice. Uh, Thank you. They look like strawberry jam color. Yes. Yeah, kind of that. I love strawberry jam. I do, too. And raspberry jam. Yeah, man. And some peanut butter. These are the jams that Pierre likes. Thank you. I don't care for jelly as much because it's too it gelatinous. It's too yeah. gelatinous. But yeah. jam. Mm-hmm. Jam right there. Yes. Jam Homemade it. jam. Makes me think of the Almond Brothers. It does? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was just trying to work jam into it. I understand. <laughs> sure. Because they have the long jams. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, well, I guess while we're waiting for our caller, I can find out what you got in store for today's program. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have. Unless you want to keep talking God, about I jam. jam. Jelly. No, I'm done How with that. How about marmalade? No. Oh. No? No. Too pulpy? Yes. Marmalade has zest in it. It does. It, everything is zesty. Mm-hmm. But, you do um, like some marmalades. You do? Okay. Yes. Uh, I like lady marmalade. Yeah, mm. of course. Yeah, but other than that, no. Uh, I'm going to have on the program two more opportunities. I believe we wrap up our money contest today, uh, 11 a.m., 1 p.m. for 1000 bucks. Jackson, two more opportunities this afternoon, by the way, at 4 p.m. and at 6 p.m. Also, I will have uh, Black Keys tickets. It's coming up on Monday now, the big show. And uh, Workforce Blocks of, among others, Ozzy and uh, Dropkick Murphys and The Killers. So it's going to be a fun day. Excellent. Plus all the usual Friday goodies. I love it. All right, so let's go to the calls. And it's Nicole, who is number six. Hi, Nicole. Good morning. Hello. Hello. You sound like Mrs. Doubtfire. Nicole, what is our word of the week, if you will? Uh, well, it's the Pierre version. It's J-R-N-E-Y's kind of journey. Great day in the morning! You have done it, Nicole. Journey, sort of, is the word. And since you got it right, Nicole, we are sending on a trip for two to Los Angeles. Oh, my God! For the... <laughs> Premiere screening of Terminator Dark Fate on October 28th. That does include two nights lodging in Hollywood. Also, a Paramount Picture Studio Tour. That's awesome. And we'll give you $500 in spending money and more. Wow. Hello? Thank you so much. Oh, my God. This is amazing. You are so welcome. Congratulations, Nicole. We hope you have a great time. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. I want to remind everybody that Terminator Dark Fate hits theaters 
on November 1st. I'll take this opportunity to thank our fine sponsors today. The Presidency Radio Program has been brought to you today by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Also, Wispis, who wants you to know we stand for service. And Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. Kathy, you got something? Yeah, real quick. The Schuylkill Expressway is shutting down this weekend, so I just want oh. to remind everybody. Yeah, between 30th Street and South Street, tonight at 9 o'clock, they're going to reduce it to one lane, and then at 11 p.m., they're going to completely shut it down. Uh, eastbound lanes will remain closed until 5 a.m. Monday morning. Wow. All right, cool. Good to know. Uh, next week on our program, uh, Brendan Schaub, comedian, will be stopping the studio, and we're working on some other things as well. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, gang. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Hey, lady. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Money shark. Money shark. Money shark. Money shark. Next message. Yeah, to the lady who has a problem with Money Shark, that's okay. You turn down the radio. You know why? I need that thousand dollars, baby. Woo! Next message. M M R Money Shark Money Shark. I didn't win. I just want to hear about a lady with pencils in her ears on the bizarre file. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.